everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott and Claire here, as always, my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Again. Hello. <laughs> and we are here in this three-part thing that we've decided to do. I say a thing because I don't know how else to describe it. Don't want to call it a celebration, seems too grand for what this is. It's just a thing. It's just a thing that we do. <laughs> Where we're, you know, commemorating the, fi- the five-year anniversary of this podcast. I know I'm surprised as you are. Uh... Um, I'm not. It's not like we had much else to do. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But we're here celebrating as we building last week doing three different podcasts that we've been wanting to do for a while. This one we we knew we were going to get to, but we were. It feels like we did the the previous three episodes to this Fraser quite a while ago because we did. We had so much stuff in the middle. We had so much in the middle. Rest, mostly Partic- wrestling. Particularly wrestling wise, it's mostly WWE's fault for you know. Getting good and competent again. How dare they? You know, now they're decent and competent and have brought the right people back. Now we have lots of wrestling we must discuss. Why must you make us talk about how good all this wrestling is, you selfish bastard? I know, I know. I mean, we've got we've got the fantastic Impact, we've got the fantastic WWE, and there's the rest that we have to put up with. Hey, I, I will not have you ta- throw New Japan into all of that other oh. stuff. Okay, I thought I thought mentioning Impact was fine because they work with New Japan and all that anyway. They're they're collectively well, a, lot com- of, a lot of people work in New Japan, so you can't collectively put that all together. Okay, well I'll rephrase then. We've got the Fantastic E, we've got the Fantastic Impact, we've got the Fantastic all the rest of them, and then we've got AEW, mm-hmm. which is pish, which is worse than the stuff you find on the bottom of your shoe. There, I said it. It's shit. Ha ha. You're yeah, ha-ha-ing me, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I'm ha-ha-ing to AEW. Nobody from AEW is listening to this. Don't no. know why they would be. No, they wouldn't be, because they have to sit in their little meeting rooms coming up with such great ideas for their product. Oh, wait. Jody Cannes in the middle is between lines of coke, frantically trying to write this week's show. Yes, and frantically making tol- calls to any other ex-WWE has been. He can phone in. Perhaps they'll bring their guitar with them. <laughs> Are you, is that is that in reference to a particular double J? That is in reference to a particular double J. Did you write that one? I did. It was rather derisive and scornful. He's uh he's working behind the scenes apparently as well, basically doing whatever the whatever the title corporate title was that he did in WWE before. Oh, so he's been a good on screen. He's been a good off screen. Good for him. That'll make AEW brilliant. He'll just go to the backstage and go give them all guitar shots. That's an idea. That'll work. <laughs> And the ones that I like, let them give other people guitar shots. That'll work. <laughs> guitar shots all around. It's like it's like Oprah. You get a guitar shot. You get a guitar shot. Everyone gets a guitar shot. You know, it, it really does speak to the decision making. Like, you know some of the... I mean, Dixie has a lot of dance before there, but like, there's a, a lot of bad things under him and Impact. And then he tried to launch another company and failed it spectacularly. Like, mm. I don't know... Well, I think in there, but I don't know what the official title is because all these people in wrestling, even when we go as a meta, like a lot of people's titles backstage don't really properly sum up what they really do and just make them sound fancy. So, yeah, he came out there. He had that Bob Polly strategy when he was in TNA in the early 2000s. When Bob Polly, whenever asked, What ideas do you have for your creative? He said, You've been out of the other, give me the belt and then I'll beat everybody. <laughs> Which is what, when he, when then. WE was a part of Impact for the most part is what he did. Mm-hmm. 
But I did like the fact that given that we had the machine gun stopping for one night, we've also got Joe and Jay Lethal and those kind of guys, and also Sanchez there. Uh, it was just a graphic of all those people with that usual graphic that they put that they put whenever they sign somebody, and it says mm-hmm. EW has signed two thousand and seven TNA. Wow, <laughs> which is accurate, but you could just say at any point you could just say two thousands TNA, and it would still be it would still have as much. Yeah, it'd still be accurate. And no, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here. I said we want to defend season six because it's a it's been a solid season. We're going to do a separate show later on where we talk about it as a, a, whole, a whole thing. We've say to separate that. Yeah, we will. We will say a, we will say a sad farewell to season six. We really will. Mm-hmm. I will particularly. That's why we're having drinks today. We're yes. having some time. We're here to commemorate Com- the, the, Com- the ending. Of- commemorate and commiserate the ending of season six because we know what is to come. Yes, <laughs> we will pour one out, as they say, for <laughs> the rest of Fraser. Yeah, but we were doing some reviews. We wanted to do. We got a retrospective starting next week, which we've wanted to do for a long time, and we did a gentleman review previous episode. Uh, which is of the gentleman, which we've been wanting to do for a while. You know what I was talking in that uh, that that series that they're wanting to do. I'm like, mm. I've had nothing about it, and yet twice I tell you, this is what fucking everyone talks about. You internet algorithms and that suggested adverts or articles based on things you see a series for it. Basically, well, it's like I keep finding articles talking about the series, oh. like people getting cast for it. Most remember. likely going to be shite, you know. Yeah. I can't remember who, what his name is. There's this young actor who cast, and I can't remember the character, but I, just, I read the wee mini synopsis of what he's... They give a little description of what his character was, and it said uh, that he's inherited an estate from his father, which is one of the estates under the Mickey Pearson empire, which uh, got me a little bit intrigued. And also, an actor by the name of John Carlo Esposito has been cast to... He's been making... He was in Breaking Bats, where he got his... But he's one of these actors who was around for ages, like, on a show that was popular... And then all of a sudden, everybody realizes this guy is awesome. This Who was he in Breaking Bad? He was he was a character called Gus. Oh, was Gus Ring. Aye, and that guy he's oh. he's one of the play basically the bad guy in most things. He also played a pr- a prisoner extra in Trading Places. I know. So. I was going to bring that up as well. I remember. I didn't realize no, that until a few years ago. That. I didn't realize it until a few years ago. But then again, that's probably because when I first watched Trainspotting, I didn't know who he was. Trading Places. Did I say Trainspotting? Well, I meant to say Trading Places, but yeah. He's basically been one of those guys who plays a bad guy in most things. He was a bad guy in the Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. He was a bad guy. He was a bad guy in that show, The Boys, where he was this corporate executive who oversees all these superheroes, and then he's having a conversation with a, su- a superhero who basically could kill him, and then he just, he just basically rips the guy into shreds verbally. He just goes, like, you're, be- you're basically an overprotected shell. You're just bad product. You're like... Do you know, I haven't seen, nor am I upset that I haven't seen either one of those programmes. The Boys one, I actually think you would like, even if you don't know anything about superheroes, it's basically the idea that in this world, all superheroes are corporate arseholes. That's the, and then Carl Urban's going around, and I don't, and what I think is meant to be an English accent, basically trying to kill them all. I don't know if that would impress me so much, because I generally think most superheroes are arseholes anyway. I like the supervillains. Well, in this world, the heroes basically are villains, the previous heroes, but really, when you see them, they're actually arseholes. Mm. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, I really think you would enjoy it. If, if, I, if I have exhausted all viewing opportunities in an evening, I may put it on to kill time whilst I'm making food. 
that's my point about John Carpenter is that he's a bad guy in most things, and so I don't even have to hear anything about character information which they haven't given us. It's a case of he's been asked to cast in this, he will probably be a bad guy. Like you can always tell what a person. There are certain people you can tell what their character is going to be when it's announced that they're going to be in a project, mm-hmm. even without any information as to who they actually are in the show or film. Nothing. I just, I just thought it was very coincidental mm-hmm. that I was seeing all this t- after. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that's all into older watches or getting information and everything, targeted ads and everything. But there are some times, there are times I even have to admit, like, this is not a coincidence. No, I did. I'm get, seeing all this information. I did get a thing like that today. I thought of something and then went to type it in, and before I typed a word in, it was the first thing that came up. What was that thing? How to make cannabis butter in a slow cooker. <laughs> Admittedly, I think yours is weird, mainly because it's a very niche thing to not only think of it, but also then try and, and look up. I thought about it, and I typed, and I had not yet typed the word in before it came up. Maybe you're not the only one. You Clearly, some other people... Enough people have thought about this. To no, I mean, it's not that niche a thing as you would think. Yeah, well, clearly not. Lots, like, of people, lots of people like weed. Not a lot of people like to smoke, ergo it is a thing. Yeah. Like you ever have that when you're typing a question at Google and you just you start typing the start of a question just to see what else pops up and then there are suggestions that come out like and like how has it got to a point that enough people have typed in this particular thing that that is one of the first things that comes up? It just shows you how bored people are. How bored slash how strange people really are. Yeah, well, that's that's generally people are either really really strange or really really bored or else. A nice healthy mixture of both. Yes. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. People are weird. <laughs> they are weird, but like I said, we're going to build bits. Weird and apathetic and bleh. You're just describing yourself, aren't you? But then again, you are people. Yeah. And I'm strange and apathetic and disinterested in most things. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're here to bid farewell to season six. We're doing the two-part episode, which is sometimes shown as just a one-episode, like as on my DVD, as a one-forty-minute episode. It's shut out in Seattle, which, to be honest with you, I couldn't. I don't know if I could watch it as two separate episodes because I think the story of it is much better told, much more complete when you watch it, just awful and one into the other, you know. Because mm. I believe when they go to the apartment, see the nails with that woman uh, at the end. And there's a part, and that's maybe where season uh, part one ends. Mm. And it's a funny bit for you, we kind of black belly. I don't know if I'd like that as like an episode ending. I did. Well, because even though you, we, I, I'm, I'm adamant we have the same box sale box set, you say that yours is in two episodes. It plays as two episodes. So it's two episodes. I know it was originally aired as two episodes, but in the other. But that's how it yeah, plays on my desk. I'm, yes, but I said I was weird because I'm sure that I look at, at your box, I look at the design of your box, that I'm pretty sure we have similar, we have similar ones. Every chance. But mm-hmm. I could have bought an earlier box of it. I don't know. So I know, don't know what to tell you. So yeah, you've got the individual ones, whereas I've got that one where it's the two boxes. Yeah, you've got that dumb one that I had, and then I had to... I had to get another version because I didn't like that version. No, you, I thought you had to get it because you ended up breaking your one. Yeah, I, I wasn't careful with it, but I'm sure there was part of me that that was intentional. See, I was, yeah, I'm careful with mine, so it works for me. I'm careful with that one because that one looks the way it should. 
It is in the stupid box. Two boxes. I don't yeah. like those set of Brian's got that these fucking Transformers box set and it's gay as well. I don't like those boxes. I like the individual cardboard boxes. Individually numbered and precisely coloured to fit the individual's preference. This is what you get when you're around for five years of the podcast. You get to have an interesting conversation about boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a great podcast. We talk about boxes, Frasier, wrestling. We're calling it all... All, Apathy. We're covering all the niche topics, aren't we? Yeah. That's what we are. If you could if you could brand your podcast under just like the certain categories you put on like streaming platforms, like what kind of podcast do you have? If you could if you could select niche I would very much select can that. Just be like the freaking guy Sam and Peg played in black books. We can just be like <laughs> it's funky. Black <laughs> <laughs> books another niche thing. Because I did a Simon Pegg reference at the start of a quiz I did recently for SSR, where I, I took I did uh, Simon Pegg's, you know, book selling is a game. There's rules. You need to learn those rules, you need to get serious about it. It's not a game. But I also, by, I changed it for, like, competing in a quiz or con- quiz playing or whatever. It's a game. There's rules. And you need to get serious about those rules because it's not a game. <laughs> Nobody got the reference, though. Mm. They left, but they didn't get the reference to it. Which, again, shows what, how it's still fairly niche. Or you just prove that you're getting old and your references are past it. My references are not past it. I know this is a show that aired in the start of the 2000s, but I didn't watch it until a few years ago. So. You see, now you're at the stage now where you don't think your references are past it, but believe me, your references are starting to become past it. I, I, have, I have got a grudging acceptance of that about my references now. And it will happen to you too. I will... I'm just saying that I think I was doing it in front of three people who... I'd never watched Black Books, so I didn't seem like people who'd watched Black Books. Doesn't mean my references are past it. No. Just how it happens that you know you can make all the references you want. If the person hasn't seen the thing that you're making references to, they're not they're not going to understand it as well as you want yeah. them to. The thing was huge though at the time. Hmm. Maybe we weren't watching it at the time. But it seemed one of those things. It seems like it was huge at the time, but then as the years gone by, you feel you find fewer and fewer people who who have seen it. I believe in this current generation it would offend too many people. People would pee in drawers about it for some fucking reason. I think so, it was weird. And I think people would appreciate it more because it's weird. Mm, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I, 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 mean, I, don't, I still think it would, wouldn't have went... I know there would be a demand for it to go longer, but I, think, I don't think it would have went any longer than it already did had it no, come out. Dylan, Mar- Dylan Moran couldn't stand playing the character anymore. Yeah. He couldn't stand being a depressive alcoholic anymore. I don't know why. If you watch any of his stand-up, he is fucking Bernard. Like, I know he didn't like it till he got to being Bernard, but he already clearly was. Yeah. And he's day-to-day life. Like, from, from what I've seen of him, and he's stand-up and that. Because mm. he does, he stand up and he talks about like television, like, and just lagging off modern television, like, well, that that program, another one, but cake. People in a tent making cake and talking about it. Like cake is a wonderful thing. Why are you ruining it by talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> Why you talk about it? Just eat it. <laughs> Just eat the fucking cake. Ah, but well, what have you been up to this week though? Since I last week, it doesn't seem like about. It, it does feel ages since I've seen you. Cause I'll come up one day, then I had to come up. 
Like, earlier yeah. in the week to, to do the Scott, episode now. I have been doing nothing. <laughs> I've, I've cleaned my front room. I can see that. I have fixed my couch and then I sat down on it. And that is pretty much my week. Well, you never sat down any time week until you were finished cleaning? Not really. I went and cleaned most of the week. Mm. And then I sat down and then I put the television on. Mm. And then I looked at the TV. I wasn't so much... Wait, well, of course you look at the TV if you're yeah, watching TV, you're going to have to look at it. I wasn't really watching anything, I just had it on. Mm. I was more interested in the sitting down. Mm. That was good for me. I sat down. I watched Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. I'm not going to talk about it too much, though, because if I do, I'll rant. And I, I don't think people need me to rant. I think we've already talked about enough wrestling stuff. For the that's that's come off from the people who come here for Fraser stuff. But yeah, I watched the wrestling. It was fun. It was good. It was wrong in some levels, but it was good. I, I am liking that. Like to an extent, it almost does feel like these Saudi shows are becoming just just shows. Yeah, they, they do have some storyline continuity involved in them, but they are just becoming shows. I mean, I know it doesn't change what some people that shoot matches may be with you know the the policies of, of Saudi Arabia and everything and that's that's fair enough for you and everything I'm not saying I agree with it either but you know I don't think everyone gets up in the arms of it when they remember Saudi show you that okay it's more of an apathy when Saudi Arabia comes around people just roll their eyes like oh we're gonna show what's the next video you just show I roll Saudi Arabia and then people carry on as soon as it's done mainly because they know that the next show we've got is war games yeah that's gonna be cool don't mm. you mean Survivor Series I don't know well I meant to say what other like, oh, well, we have a Saudi Arabia with Buddy Logan Paul, and then they realise, oh, but when we get through that, we've got, we've got a War Games match to look forward to, or at least two of them, sorry, because yeah. they're going to be a men's and women's. But, if I'm not mistaken, that advert they played during Crown Jewel was the first proper acknowledgement on screen, because it was reported, and everybody basically knew about it. Mm. But I think the first acknowledgement properly on screen was that advert that they played... Was well, I believe a bit of Aussie playing over the top of it? Was it was Black Sabbath. Well, it was Aussie. It was in Black Sabbath, so yeah, it wasn't but a million miles away. You need to get it right. Well, it was Aussie saying it, so I was, I was technically right. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is basically Triple H all over it, because Triple H loves his metal and all that, so... Of course, Triple H would have one of the first major big four pay-per-views under Triple H. As a promo package, we play Black Sabbath playing over the top. Yeah, about fucking time and not some fucking faggy dance pish that we've been doing for the past fucking 10 years. Finally, we're getting Triple H bringing back good wrestling and metal, mm. which goes with wrestling. None of your fucking dance garbage. Metal needs wrestling. Wrestling needs metal. That is the way it should be. That's the way it should have always been, but they decide to change it. Thank you, Vince. Asshole. <laughs> but when you got senile and turned into a pervert and no one wanted to play with you anymore, so now you're away and wrestling's getting good again. Yay! <laughs> There's my rant done. Yeah. So you basically did nothing but buddy clean? Clean and sit. Ah. That was it. I did nothing of note. Oh, well, that's something, isn't it? Yeah. I did nothing of note, which was perfectly fine because it kept my week simple. <laughs> yeah. It kept my week nice and simple. I dyed my hair too. I didn't even notice. I'm sorry to say. No, it's okay. You just look it looked as dark as it usually does. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as dark as it usually is, so it had to be dyed again. Well, I didn't know. I didn't even know you dyed it that much to begin with. 
I knew you occasionally added some other colours, so I knew you dyed it then. So. Did <coughs> you not do? Did not do that right over the top of my sentence and right in the middle of the right in the middle of the microphone? I thought it brought character. It you thought wrong. <laughs> Started a conversation, didn't it? We we're already in the middle of a conversation. If anything, it derailed into a separate conversation. I didn't want to have. Yeah, it started all the conversations. It led to many parts of conversation. <sighs> it was a good thing I did that. Sure. Yeah. How was my week? I'll I'll tell you, Paul. Thank you for asking. Oh, I was about to if you'd have waited. Were you though? Yeah, I was actually. How was your week? Uh, I'm not telling you now. <laughs> well, fine then. Let's do the show. <laughs> I didn't do much either. I I took care of the dog, which had his ups and its downs. Sometimes, depending. I thought you liked watching the doggies. You like the doggies, don't I, you? I do like watching my doggies. <coughs> and excuse me again. But sometimes he gets enough animated where he doesn't bother listening to me, and it annoys me. Especially when there was the Wednesday night when I hadn't, I barely got any sleep at all. So when I'm tired and I'm in less of a mood for stuff not to go a certain way, and the dog decided not to do what he told, I that caused me to get very annoyed at, at the doggy. I don't like to get annoyed at him, but. Well, then when you get annoyed at him, you go medieval on him and you eat him. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. No, dog, I will eat you if you do not behave. <laughs> oh. He's funny. He's been a bit funny, obviously, as dogs are with fireworks the last week or so and everything. Yeah. it was that time in the UK. My, my cat, thankfully, Milo, he was okay with fireworks. He wasn't so bad. He was cool. Never, with really, with all glow, I'm sure my mum's dog was all fucked up was the fireworks, but I didn't have to pay her any attention this weekend. So that was good. Uh, I don't even know if... I've never heard of it being a cat thing with dogs. I've always heard it being a thing with dogs. And then, oh, dogs are scatty about fireworks. Cats don't care. Dogs have a funny thing about certain loud noises. Cats have about as much interest in fireworks as I do in, in daily life, so... <laughs> Cats don't give a shit about anything, whereas dogs are always on alert and everything, and the dogs see alert noise, they always, they always want to know where the thing came from, like, what's that? Where'd it come from? Was it you? Yeah. Is that you over there? Who is it? Is it coming here? I always, whenever the postman comes up or something from Amazon, has a little over a package, and you pick Dexter up and open the door so he sees the guy, but also doesn't try and go for the guy. Mm. I mean, he wouldn't bite him, but he would probably try and chase him See, and that, bark very loudly. That's why cats are better. Cats don't cause that aggravation. Not an aggravation. It'd be more of an aggravation if he didn't see the guy, because, like, he heard someone coming. He knew someone was there, but then he can't see them. So if he sees them, as soon as I put him down, I let him sniff the wee envelope or the package or whatever it was, and then he goes and lies down again. I got an envelope. I got a new bank card. Good for you. Yeah. That was like the most, up until now, that was the most interesting part of my day, mm. getting a new bank card. I was like, ooh, and then I wasn't interested. So I guess that's the point of my visits are for you now. They're, they're just interesting. They're just above bank, new bank cards and levels of interest. Oh, hell no. Hell no. The interest in you coming is, the, that is a high point in my day. Mm. It might not be fully expressed, but it is a high <laughs> point, Scott. Mm. The high spot. You just know I'm not very. I'm just not a very expressive individual. Unless, well, you're not expressive, and when unless you really hate something, that's when you're your most expressive. Yeah, I'm venomous. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I am not positive. Mm. 
very rarely am I positive well, unless you, I'm inebriated. Well, you're positive on things you like. You're positive whenever it involved Bray in a good way, like his promo recently. Yeah. I, was I like, like Bray. I mean, I'm happy with the slow burn of Bray, but I was I really was convinced when it cut back to him after the Uncle Howdy thing, he was going to say something See, pro- properly people, and, and kick off the next stage of it, and then I just went, and then I just went to black. Went oh. Okay, people, I guess that's done. People are wanting too much. People are too eager. People are not willing to let things build. I am willing to let things build, but usually after the Uncle Howdy shows up on the Tron, it cuts away. But the fact that it cut back to be after it, after it, after it went to him, before it cut away, I thought that's going to lead to something. It did. It, it did lead to something. There was so much in that simple little lot of gestures that he made. If people just look at it and see it for what it is... You know, do you know how I, I let a guy posted on the damn comments page today? Do you know how much time there was between the first Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend's first match? Mm. Three months. Three months there was between the first Firefly and his first in-ring performance. Mm-hmm. Bray, Wyndham, slow burning kind of guy, story building. You just have to watch. I know, I'm just, know? I'm, and I said, yeah, I'm fine with waiting. I'm just if it was up to me, Buddy Bray wouldn't wrestle again until WrestleMania. That's why that's why I would I would take it. But you know, I wouldn't the, wrestle until WrestleMania. We'll see that you're thinking in a good way, you're yeah. thinking let the build build and build I mean, and I build. Mean, I mean, I've heard some people say, Well the Rumble like no or some people say in the wrong match, I'm like, no, no, no. Well yeah, see, cause then you'll cause unless he's gonna win the Rumble, which he probably shouldn't at this stage, uh then he has to be eliminated. I know it's not getting pinned, but then it would be weird, unless Uncle Howdy distracted him. What happens is in, in Impact, mm. Joe Hendry turns up after someone goes, I believe in Joe Hendry, <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and then it goes dark, <laughs> and Bray turns up and goes, I believe in Joe Hendry, <laughs> and it all goes fucked up. <laughs> and then we realise that Impact suddenly has a secret Saudi billionaire backer, and it's great. <laughs> And Impact becomes the biggest wrestling company in the entire world. Nope, that was the loosest connection I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Paul, do you believe in Joe Hendry? <laughs> yes. Yes, I believe in Joe Hendry. Why? I believe he will do good things. I believe in him because he's real. He's a real guy. Yeah, he's a real guy. <laughs> anyway. And he's Joe Hendry. Aye. And (laughs) I don't believe you need to say his name, you just need to clap. (laughs) You need to think it and go. (laughs) And and it'll be Joe see, where's Joe Hendry? How the fuck did he get in there? Well Scotland. He's Scottish. (laughs) Lots of from Edinburgh. Doesn't explain how he explain how doesn't explain how he got all the way from Edinburgh to Facebook. He's not really from Scotland then. I mean have you heard him speak? He's 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 not quite there. He's not quite driven back into the levels of his Scottish accent. So American. No, he still he still sounds Scottish. Mm. He doesn't sound like the cunch. Mm. He doesn't say tuna. Well, well, we haven't heard him say tuna in a promo. Go go meet Joe Hendry. Offer him a tuna sandwich and see what he says. Tuna, mate. Tuna. Oh, there's a classic new gen era fucking match. McIntyre against Hendry, <laughs> a battle of like, accents. <laughs> okay, say what the tuna fight? What are you talking about? <laughs> right, the tuna, the tuna fight. 
It's like the hog pen, Matt. It's just a, a wee pen filled with tuna. You throw somebody in. That'd be ridiculous. I could see even staying that low. I wouldn't like to be in the arena there because I'm sure it's done wherever the hog pen was, but I don't like the smell of tuna at the best of times. So, however much a hog pen of it. Oh, the hog pen was actually hog mass because I know Triple H, after he had that much, had to go over washing and get tested for things. Yeah. I think that was partly his taking licks moment, though, was it no? No, no, that would have been before it. Oh, that was when he was getting built up. I, I know, I always find that weird with Triple H, you know, the whole pen match, the feed with Duke Josie for no reason, that was all building him up, and then he somehow got squashed by the warrior, that wasn't a punishment, it was like, okay, but we'll make it up to you by giving you the buddy King of the Ring. All you fucked up now, and your pals are fucked up, but then they bugger off, and then when you punish you, like... Your pals are fucked up. Your pal, your other pal's a champion, mm-hmm. so we'll have to punish you. And he's probably standing there going, have you not been doing that for the past year? I was going to say, that's all the stuff they did when they were trying to build you up, and then, like, what's the worst thing, what's the worst thing they done to you when you were apparently taking your looks and eating your shit? You lost to Barry Windham with some daft camel face paint on his face, being called the stalker. Mm-hmm. Really, that's the worst they really got. I mean, losing to guys who were positioned on the card of that level... Well, Andy lost to Mark Merrill. They don't lose to Mark Merrill. They've fallen in your house after King of the Ring. Does that know when he lost the title? Or was that when no, he no, went no. and lost the match, but then he lost the belt because Mark Merrill got disqualified? No, no, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually wrong. I don't think it was Mark Merrill. Mark Merrill fought Austin on that <coughs> show because that was a fight over the fact that he busted Austin's lip open. All oh, right, so we had, we had a few or a nothing thing because I had nothing else for Mark Merrill or Austin to date at the point. Well, I think it was a case of, oh, you fucking busted me open, I had to go to the hospital. Which was the best thing for Austin in real life because he didn't he see what what Jay Roberts said and then he got he got the blue he got the bullet points of which then led him to have the inspiration for his for his three sixteen promo. Mm. So in reality it was a good thing. Kefe, eh. Anywho, we've talked about wrestling for half an hour now. Well not in complete wrestling, you kept you felt adamant about giving your your opinions about boxes fairly clear. Yeah. Well wrestling and boxes, so <laughs> Which was a great convo. It was. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue against that. But let's talk about uh, Shut Out in Seattle, shall we? What's in season six? On a high? Well, yeah. that's, that's up to you. <laughs> Should mention that this. End season six whilst we're high. Yeah. I'm not high, you might be. I'm not. And I'm sure you feel bummed out about that. I don't. <laughs> Wait, this, this episode did when. An Emmy, or was was nominated for one uh, outstanding multi-camera picture editing for a series. Mm. God, the Emmys really do have these long, arse drawn-out titles for for things. We need to give people something. Mm. Ah, it opens in Cafe Nervosa with Rollers and Niles, and a a fairly deserted Cafe Nervosa. We're not we're used to seeing it in the middle of the day, mm. all crowded, but. Very similar late at night. Niles is sitting alone at his table in Cafe Nervosa, sadly stirring his coffee as Roz drags in. Is there not uh, two people at the back? Aren't there not some tables? Two of, two of the cafe staff are sweeping and cleaning the back tables. Well, I'll go see. Is there no like, a couple of tables at the back with the chairs on them, or is it just them cleaning? It does look like the cafe is like, very close to closing. No, I, at didn't, that I didn't see that at that point. Yeah. I think it was, it was really about that. It was close to that. Thing. Mm. So. Yeah, they, they come in and they say, they say their hellos and everything, and Ross is like, oh god, you realise how pathetic this is? It's 9.30 on a Saturday night, neither one's to surprise to see the other one here alone. 
never seen this place looking so grim. And Niles is like, oh, this is Marigot compared to half an hour ago, when it was just me and an elderly gentleman who cleaned his teeth with his coffee stirrer, and then put them back in his mouth. Let me get the waitress. And then it, we, 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 they go, what's the what's their name again? Sorry, I, just, I missed their name. Uh, don't know, so I don't. think it comes up during the episode, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Kit, yeah, her name is yeah. Kit. Kit, sorry, her name. She's like, oh God, not her. She's in my spin class at the gym. Been killing myself trying to get off these last five pregnancy pounds and nothing. When I shoot down the snack bar, stuff in your face and waving everybody. She's such a phony. And then Kit comes over and she's like, Hi, Ross. Hey, Kit, you were great in class tonight. Are you kidding? I've been such an oinker lately. What can I get you? Uh, oh, a non-fat latte for me. Coming right up. See what I mean? She's such a fake. <laughs> I'm sorry, Roz. I'm afraid I'm not going to be very good company tonight. Well, whatever your problems are, you'll laugh them when you hear what I've been through. I had a date tonight. I got halfway down my drive when he called on, on my car phone and cancelled. I was doing to go back in the house and face the sitter. So you know what I did? I went to the zoo. <laughs> you really want to feel good about yourself? Put on your best outfit and go, go to the monkey house on a Saturday night. And be sure to stop back and see Remy the baboon. Who knows? All kinds of ways to have fun without a date. Feel better about your problem? Daphne and Donnie got engaged yesterday. Oh my god. Yep. And lucky me, I had to sit there and watch. Horrified. That wasn't even a thing I could do to stop it. Much like your monkey house experience. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, you really did have a worse night than I did. And then, and then Noel just... comes in and goes, Hi, Roz. Oh, wait, I'm getting on you. Isn't this a splendiferous surprise? So, Roz, Dr. Crane, is this a date? No, no, no. It's just a chance meeting. And I know Roz, and Roz gets some look at like, like, I know we're, I know we're not actually yeah. going with you, but if you could at least lie, it would have helped me. And Noel's like, so Roz, is this a person you told me about you had a date with? Well, well, we should also mention that when she gives him like, my, Nell's my story when he realizes Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, like, so Roz. Uh, yeah. He was like, no, like, no, he, well, I got cancelled. Oh, cancelled, you say? He does, and, he does these big air quotes, oh, yeah. cancelled. And here you are, showing up in my regular Saturday night hangout. Will the coincidences never stop? <laughs> Perhaps you'd care to join me for a late supper. No, no, as I said earlier, I'm really not in the mood. Playing hard to get, I see. <laughs> and then he turns to Niles and he's like, It's all part of the mating dance. Watch and learn. <laughs> I mean, he's creepy in that at the best of times, but talk about being pathetic and everything. It's 9.30, they're already cleaning up Dave's clothes and, and, that, and he comes in as, quote, his regular Saturday night hangout. So what he's saying is he makes a habit on a Saturday night about half nine in the evening to go to Catherine Rivosa when there's no one here and just drink coffee by himself. I would. I don't know why. <laughs> no one to bother you. Just then. Quiet. Hmm? You either go late in the evening or you go early in the day. Hmm. That way you can avoid the throng. Who even, even drinks coffee late at night either as well? You're really, you're really stepping all over my points here. I do. But we get to scene yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but... So... They also say you had a worse night. So are we implying that... Niles went from... Frazier and Martin's apartment at the end of the last episode when Donnie made the Rosa Street to Kathy Rosa. I believe that's the case, yes. Yeah, I, never, I never really put those two together. I mean, yeah, I believe that may be the case. Just uh, anyway, uh, 
it would make sense as to why he's there so late. Anyway, yeah, we're in Fraser's apartment. Niles comes in, and Fraser and Martin are both in bathrobes. And oh, Niles, I were ah, uh, our money at eight in the morning on a Sunday. Yes, yes, I'm having lunch with Maris. And Niles, Martin really says that he doesn't like here whenever he, her name's mentioned with Maris. Yeah, we scheduled this weeks ago. She still has some of my first editions, and I thought she might be more amenable to returning them if I took her to her favorite bistro. Oh well then, the worst you're out is a couple of clear broths. No, this is lunch. She takes a large meal in the evening. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry to barge in so early, but I had to get out of La Montana. The couple next door were just married and would get me up all week with her boisterous lovemaking. Why is it when you're by yourself there's nothing but couples in love rubbing it in your face? Which, sadly for Niles, brings Faye right in there who they didn't know was. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know was there, but I should mention, like, the. I do love the implication there about. About Maris there, the a cup of clear broth is considered her big meal. <laughs> like, you know, she takes that in the evening. Mm. And I was listening to a different review of Frasier, and they were joking about the way to describe Maris, and they said, like, like it's just not almost to an extent um, slagging someone with an eating disorder, and then the other guy says, well, to an extent, but then I think it's made it's made okay because Ma- the way to describe Maris is, such, is to such a ludicrous degree that we know for a fact no possible... A real human being could look like that. But Len, Len, of course, whereas the the modern mentality creeping into common conversation, oh, is that somebody making fun of an eating disorder? No, it's just a comedy program, you goon. I don't think he was saying a negative idea, but it was the idea of, like, that's the, the idea of going for lunch, but then only drinking, like, having liquid yeah. diet or then not wanting solid foods. It's just the thing. Many, many years ago, that wouldn't have even been a point that was brought up. Then, but I don't think many years ago, things there are many situations that weren't brought up as much. Some yeah. of them should be, and some of them might not have been. Well, that's one of them that maybe should have just been kept to themselves. I'm just making a, a point. Anyway, Sophie comes in. And, hi, oh, good morning. You joining us for breakfast? For breakfast? Well, actually. Oh, come on. I got. Oh, man, you got to. I brought you some pastries from the restaurant. I didn't even hear you. No, Martin, he's like, I didn't even hear you come in last night. Well, it was kind of like, you know, we took a long walk after dinner. And then Faye's like, yeah, it was great. The streets were deserted. It was all misty out. It was like we were the only two people in town. And then Niles, basically the idea, like, again, wanting to get away from Montana for the same, for similar reasons that he wants to immediately leave here. Goes, he grabs his phone goes, I wonder if Maris wouldn't mind meeting for breakfast rather than lunch. Then Fraser's like, oh, Niles, put that down. Like, uh, and then Martin, obviously, knowing that there's going to be more awkwardness when, uh, when a certain person walks yeah. in and a second goes, well, well Fraser, if, if Niles wants to leave... Dad, please, there's no need for Niles to feel awkward. You are here, it's not like he's some third wheel. And then comes Bonnie, who was last seen in episode 12 of the season, Our Parents, Ourselves, where obviously Martin wanted to be with her rather than Roz's mother, who he called, quote, boring. Yeah. Morning. Oh, hey, you guys, you remember Goodbye's McGinnis? And even though they say they do remember, she feels the need to, again, explain who she is. Like, yeah, I was right. at the Super Bowl pie, remember? I brought the ham loaf. Well, who could forget? We talked about it long after. We talked about it long after. And then it, was, it came up almost daily. Well, then she is really not getting what he's meaning. Let me go get some coffee. And then and Martin, Martin turns to face as soon as he was in. You could have told me you were having Faye over. Well, I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't realize you were seeing Bonnie. Well, yeah, I see her from time to time. You got a problem with that? Well, no. 
Because, bringing it up, you know, I had second thoughts about Faye. I like the other one you were seeing, Cassandra. She was a dish. No, she wasn't. I don't care. I prefer Faye. I had to make a choice, no matter how much fun it was, dating two beautiful women. This morning, and then they was like, this morning is just getting better and better. Yeah, just the two things. One, I do love Frasier. Uh, well, Frasier's like, Nails is this real eye roll, and at Frasier's quote, first world pro's like, well, even though, even though it was fun having two women who wanted me, I didn't, I didn't want that anymore. And two, I think, something I never noticed about this episode, or these two episodes before, was... Really, it's everything that happens to Fraser and the dissolution of his relationship with Faye can all be pointing to Martin in terms of where the finger of blame should really go. Because it was Martin, Martin mentions Cassandra, and then all of a sudden, that's, all, that's the only name that Fraser has in his head. So really, Martin ruined one of what could have been Fraser's true relationship that he should, the person he should have been with. Yeah, and having to bring up a woman compared to the one he was with sucked anyway. Yeah. When not saying that about Virginia Madsen though. Sure. Virginia Madsen is kick ass. I follow her on Facebook. She's cool as fuck. I like her films, yes. particularly Candyman. Yes, which which, which actually predates Fraser because they'll yeah. say it was a year before yeah. Fraser even premiered. But Cassandra sucks. Yeah. So much she plays that character so well though because I didn't even realise at first that was Virginia Madsen. I just thought that was some sucky actress. Well, there you go. Playing some sucky character. I also didn't know, I apparently found out later on the actress who played Bonnie had actually had a solid career on Broadway as a singer. Yeah, so yeah. the actress who played Daphne's mum. She had a solid career when she was younger too. She was a dish when she was young. Apparently, I don't think it's a surprise that you have people coming in and out of Frasier as they have career as theatre actors, given what Frasier now is one of their main interests is the opera and such. I know, imagine actors coming out to a TV programme would have had careers of... Boggles of mind. I'm being particularly, I mean particularly <laughs> on the stage. I jest with you, Scott. I jest. <laughs> Where were we? I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, man. We were just at the. Yeah, man, I don't nails, care. Nails, nails, no, nails is like this. This morning just keeps getting better and better, and then they, Bo- they bring in the coffee. And and Who wants coffee and pastry? Nothing for me, thanks. Are you sure? I mean, I, mean, I make a mean nut cake. And then nails like, no, that's all right. I'm meaning one for lunch. <laughs> so, Bonnie, have you met Cassandra? And then Faye is like, who? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Faye. And then you meet she's, she's like, who's Cassandra? Oh, she's my aunt, you see. I mean, you kind of remind me of her. Dad, she was an angel, wasn't she? Oh, Cassandra, great gal. I wish she was around. Why? Because she was gross. I mean, God I, did, damn it. I think when you actually look at it, the way that Faye sometimes does take the piss out of Fraser at times, like when she does with the ring, as we'll see in part two, I think personality-wise, she is somebody that Martin would get along with. Really, there's only one reason... That Martin liked, uh, aye, because he had a boner for her. Aye, because she complimented him, and also she pro- he probably didn't think that, and his in his mind because also he finds her attractive and didn't think that Fraser could get somebody like her, mm. even though has been the has been the opposite of the case in the past. Yeah, do you not remember he dated as a supermodel zoologist? Yeah, he got plenty of annoying women like Cassandra. <laughs> Just because his supermodel zoologist was an annoying woman too. You also got Terry Hatcher. She was fucking ridiculous and her footwear was disgusting. 
Just, I'm just, I'm just making examples of other women he's got. I, I couldn't, I couldn't when I when Terry Hutch was in that episode, I could couldn't, I could not get over a her crappy haircut, b her ugly feet, and c her ugly ass goddamn shoes she was wearing. Well, Good they, well, God! Well, they wouldn't have been her shoes. They would have been the shoes that somebody in the wardrobe. Well, whoever hair. picked those shoes for her wardrobe were obviously playing a terrible, cruel joke on her because her feet looked like witches' feet. Ew. Well, Paul, some people don't care about feet. Well, I care, I care about footwear, and that footwear was god-awful. And then Eddie comes in, Oh, Eddie, good morning. I bet you can't wait to meet Lady. Uh, that's funny, when Eddie jumps up from the carriage, he goes, Oh, yeah, we're getting ready to go with Bonnie's poodle. We figured we had off, maybe something will happen between those two. You know, even dogs is their happiness. Well, let's, and I'm off now. And then Freezer is the only one trying to come to it, but then Boy's like, Oh, hold on, you got a button right there. Like, uh, no, it's loose. Like, it's got about, about to come right off. Then she pulls it. Like, see? She's so, like, see here. I'll sew it back on for you. So it's like, I, I've got needle and thread. You don't want to lose it, do you? I'm trying not to. Fraser, I have to get out of here. And he's like hyperventilating almost. You can he's see like, more physical, great physical acting of David Hyde Pierce. Mm-hmm. You're like, Miles. This is a, there's no time to have an anxiety attack. Cue Bonnie, uh, Bonnie, Daphne, and Donnie. And Donnie comes in and goes, Good morning, and Niles is starting to yeah, hyperventilate, and Fraser's like, Give him the feet feature, like, breathe into this. Like, I, Martin's like, I didn't know you two were going to be here last night. Why doesn't somebody say something? Well, well, we, well, we planned on going to my place, but we ended up just going to a little piano bar just around the corner from here. And Daphne's like, Such a charming spot, so intimate. And it, to top it off, the piano player knew all my favourite songs yesterday. As long as he needs me, climb every mountain. Well, he really threw some curves there. And then Donnie's like, Donnie, and he's like, Hi, I'm Donnie Douglas, and I'm in love. Oh, um, he humiliates me like that, like, these ten times a day, and I can't get enough of it. How, and then Niles is freaking out quite a bit at this point. He's like, how are we coming on the button? And Bonnie's like, I've almost got the needle threaded. Alright, if anyone's hungry, you know, all good, you know. Sandra's a pastry strip, it looks like I fell She is, I thought I was. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, God, I did it again. I guess I must have her name on my mind. Well, that's okay, just try to remember mine. And I do love the fact that... I, I know, she's that. like, well, that's okay, just try and remember mine. And Fraser looks dirty, and she's like, Faye! And, and she does have a look at Jamie, and it's like, it's Faye! <laughs> like, how do you not remember your dad? And then, and then Fraser's like, Faye, oh Faye. And then Donnie's like... You know, I'm kind of glad this worked out the way it did. Neither Daphne or not I has any family here in Seattle. You know, what I'd like to do, I'd like to make this our engagement breakfast. And everyone else is like, oh, but then Niles is going mentally like, oh, you think he's, hip, he's breathing funny. <laughs> you know, surrounded by friends who treat us like family, you know. Uh, I dedicate this to one who filled my life with such joy that I never thought I'd find. And then... Niles is gasping like freak now, and but oh, I think I'm gonna cry. And then I thought, ah, oh, jeez. Like, oh, look at that ring. This is uh, feet on a bit, and then Mark, Mark, and Niles just collapses. I think. Yeah. Which is also the fact that they bring up the ring is also a key point for later on the episode. Yeah. And then we cut to the radio station. It's a few days after this. We don't know how many, but Roger sings off the show, and then immediately presses the button as soon as they're off air to they cut some thirty rods. Nice, nice job, Roz. You try and find me some people who have some callers who have real psychological problems. No, she's like your dad's online too. I meant during the show, but thanks. Hi, Dad. Again, it's the third time he's cancelled this week. 
You know, he's been so lonely. I think he, you think he'd be glad for my company. Well, all right, no matter. I guess I'll go see him. Go see you home in a while. I, oh, I don't know. Later, maybe an hour, two hours. I don't know. Oh, for God's sake! Well, let just hang a tie on the door <laughs> if you're so worried about it. And then Roz comes in and asks Fraser if everything's okay. Like, he's like, yeah, Roz, I was thinking about something. You know, it's funny how loneliness can make people behave in strange ways. And as soon as he just sends written over, like, what do you mean? Oh, you know, two things are sort of rash and act out of your character. Oh, God, I knew someone would find out. Who did he tell you? Did he tell you? I'll kill him. Roz. Oh, Fraser, please don't tell him I beg you. It was one night, one lonely, stupid night. What are you talking about? You don't know? No, what happened? Nothing, I'll see you tomorrow. You Ross! Tracy tries to leave as quickly as possible. Stay right there. Now you listen to me, I'm your friend, you know that. I would never judge you. Now just how stupid and lonely were you? Honestly, Fred, you was the last person I'd ever dreamed of then at that time. No, not that someone doing waves there and she got a little waves back and then Fraser has this appalled look. So I guess I haven't been dating so much lately and then she goes, Oh my God! God, you slept with no. Oh no! How could how could you think such a thing? Oh, all right. Just tell me who was it. I do love that she said it was the last person. But then she's freaked out when no, like so. Really, uh. she's saying it's the second last person you would have ever. Yeah. Like no, but it doesn't matter. It's over. You know, it's a mistake. I just want to forget it ever happened. She leads into her booth. Roz, Roz, listen. We've all been there. Come on. You were just looking for a little comfort. It's all right. No reason to beat yourself up about it. And then in comes Bulldog. Hey, baby, sorry, I had to stick out for breakfast. Bulldog. Bulldog! Bulldog. And then Bulldog. Bulldog! He's <laughs> so proud of himself. And well, how, how many episodes has it been since we've seen Bulldog? Too I many. Because I remember at this point, I'm like, Jesus, how long have we seen him? And then I don't think we see him for ages after this either, given what happens to him in part two. Mm. And he used to come in all tough. Like, ah, so you told the duck, I couldn't hold it in. All right, I told a couple of people myself. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, gee, where have I heard that before? I'll, I'll just leave you two alone. I'm right behind you. Gee, where have I heard that before? And then, I don't mean to bring down the show or the tone or everything, but the way she's backing off from him, telling him never again, and he's kind of cornering her in a way and kind of grabbing on her, and she's swatting away. I mean, I don't mean to bring down the show. I'm just saying. In, con- in context, you won't bring them the show because I will not humour you with a response to that conversation because I have my own opinions on it, which would be seen as wrong in the modern age. So I'm just going to keep my opinion to myself because it will start a rant and an argument. I'm just saying, came off a little creepy. Just to me. Yeah, to but me. you see, me who grew up in a different time, it just sees seems as you know. Lee got it on, he's been flirtatious, maybe a little overly flirtatious, but just flirtatious, doesn't seem creepy to me. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just giving you my opinion. Well, I am offering you an alternate one. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> and she's seriously trying to tell him, like, stop, pull up. Last night was a mistake. I'll regret it for the rest of my life. If you ever bring it out again, I promise you'll regret it. They end up kissing again, and then you like, so now your place, 10 o'clock, use the service elevator. Yeah, and then he backs her up against the door and kisses her. She hits him several times, each time more weakly. They break the clinch, breathing heavily. 
Well, that was before, you pl- that was before the your place. But you put pl- your place tonight, and then she's like ten o'clock. Use the service elevator. So I think I think that takes any hint of discomfort out of the situation. Again, I'm just I'm just offering a yeah another observ- observation of it. Well, anywho, so you got Daphne back at the apartment. She's cleared in. She got one rubber glove on. As as Donnie's sitting around. <laughs> Yeah. Then he's, he's, I think he's talking to a dictaphone kind of like recording some sort of graduate speech just make one mention of it and he says so you're graduating and then well, that's the one like, yeah. he's, really he's just said about his ass he's the, for the containers all over the place it's the one line to establish what he's doing line. I'm just saying it's just a one up throwaway thing he's sitting there in his sweatpants with Chinese containers around and Daphne brings them sort of later on and everything yeah, Daphne's cleaning <laughs> And uh, Fraser comes in, hello, and he goes, hey, Fraser, and, uh, goes, oh, hello, Donnie. Hope I didn't come at an inconvenient moment. Oh, no, your time's perfect. There's one egg roll of Fraser throws it mm. at Fraser. Ah, oh, good hands. Yes, they were. Ah, and then, and then, she, uh, Dr. Fraser goes, ah, oh, thanks. She, she, she great, takes me on a three-mile run and feeds me diet soda. You know, I used to think I'd take this out, but you know, it's not that bad. As he takes a big giant mouthful of egg. Yeah, and Daphne, Fraser's like, Daphne, why are you wearing that rubber glove? Well, I was, I was doing the dishes. Well, just one? It's the English way, you know, we washed one hand, dry the other. Started during the war when rubber was rationed. Oh, yes. Can I see you in the kitchen, Dr. Graham? Yes, of course. Let me just call Niles first and cancel on me again today. She also mentioned that, uh, I think I forgot to mention that it was before he came in that Donnie found a cell phone which uh, they ascertained his nails, they must have left it when he was here the previous day. Mm. And then you know, I'm afraid something terrible has happened. I've lost my engagement ring. Well, where was the last place you saw it? Well, she said I've searched ever terrified Donnie will find her. Daphne, you can't go around hiding your hand forever. You're going to have to tell him. He's a reasonable man. He'll understand. As you mentioned, before they went in the kitchen, Donnie had to use the phone instead of before Fraser's. And like, oh, this guy, I've got this case. I'm going to take him to the cleaners. He goes, hmm, maybe it should be so nice as to join him. <laughs> and then so Donnie comes in to that guy. He's, he's in the case. He's like, you're negligent, pal. You're cruelly inadequate. You're careless. And I'm going to take you to... And then he, he goes to leave and uh, she's hiding her hand and wherever she can find the fridge, which happens to be a chicken. She's <laughs> with the other chicken like, why you got your hand in chicken? I'm just preparing Dr. Crane's dinner. Yeah, she's like, she gives a kind of a hug, but with like a one hand, rather than one hand holding on to the chicken. So Donnie's like, oh, listen, unfortunately I'm going to have to work late. I'm going to have to just pop in the shower, then I'll have to leave. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Absence just makes the heart grow fonder. And as he leaves, Fraser goes, no, Daphne, that really never turns out. That chicken here works too. Really catches the light. Oh, stop it. I'm just going to have to look in the bedroom. And then Fraser, and Fraser goes on the plane and asks, Oh, Niles, it's Fraser. It's like, listen, I've tried your office, I've tried your home, and I'm trying your cell phone. If you don't reach out, reach out now, I'm actually going to get worried about you. And then Martin comes in, hears a phone ringing, and picks up Niles' phone, not knowing it's Fraser's phone. Like, hello? Yes, hello. Is Niles Crane there, please? Uh, I don't know. I just got it. Let me check. He walks in the kitchen. Fraser, have you seen Niles? I'm just trying to reach him, Dad. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry, he's not here. If you're already dame down, I'll give you a message to him. Wait a minute, i got to find a pen. Hey, Fraser, you see him? Dad, I... please, I'm on the phone. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find a pen. Forget it. And all of it takes 
No, it doesn't recognise his dad's his own dad's voice. He's just the, the mention of a penny guy just does a double take. Like, wait a minute, mm. and then Margaret's on the phone. He goes, oh, "I can't find a pen, but if you call back in an hour, I'll I'll, I'll try and let him know." It's like, Dad, in your mind, please. I'm on the phone. Dad, it's me. I the phone. I do love Margaret likes the opportunity just to throw back what Fraser said to her. Do your mind, please. I'm on the phone. Not as fun. He must have left it here. It's weird. He's never without his phone. Yeah, maybe he's been avoiding me the last couple of days. Uh, and Mark's like, oh, come a little slack. Seen the six of us here the other day. We couldn't done much for him. He probably just wants to be somewhere by himself. Well, I just hope he hasn't done something foolish. Remember, he was having brunch with Maris on Sunday. Oh, it was just business. Well, you know, Dad, he is brokenhearted. People in his condition have a tendency to run back to their exes. A lonely man clinging to an available warm body. Well, of course, in Maris's case, that's just an expression. <laughs> he just spent two years divorcing her. He's not going to run back to her. Yeah, I hope you're right. Say, didn't you have plans today with Bonnie? Oh, uh, we cut that short. We had an incident. Really? What happened? Oh, we took the dogs to the park near Bonnie's, and I knew we were going to be a little sight each other and everything, but that poodle hurt his leg, which she ain't. Walks right up to him, knocks him over, and sits on his head. Big French butt right on his head. <laughs> You're kidding. No, and the worst thing was he just laid there whimpering and took it. Of course, Bonnie thought it was real cute. I mean, what kind of person does that? What, what kind of person likes to see a dog humiliated? Dad, may I remind you, or not a holiday goes by unless you don't dress that dog up in some sort of ridiculous hat. Hey, there's nothing wrong with those hats. He looks good in those hats. He's got a hat face. Oh, you know, it's probably just in... Doing it, being over a lady's part, you know. Where she, she brings him over this side, you know. You know the, he runs that part. Even the big dog is scared of him. That's because we've seen him in his hats and think he's crazy. And at that point, you hear a phone going off and recognize that it's nails. Oh, it must be nice. So, oh, I see. Okay, then. Uh, he goes, well, that was St. Pierre Jewelers. The diamond earrings nails ordered already. Diamond earrings? Uh-huh. For Maris's favorite jeweler, you know what that means? It's also too afraid to tell us he's run, run back to her. Now stop, lad, you're scaring me. He doesn't have to be with Maris. Maybe he's hurt, maybe he's in the hospital or something. I love the idea of him being in the hospital and some sort of serious physical injury <laughs> is more preferable to Martin than the possibility of Mar- 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 Maris being back <sighs> in Nails' life. So Fraser is like, we've got to track him down and talk some sense into him. I'll tell you what, we'll head over to Montana. If he's not there, we'll go to Maris's. Well, I don't want to go over to Nazi right now, and I certainly don't want to go to Maris's. Dad, this is not about what you or I want. This is about what Niles needs. For God's sakes, the man is devastated. He's vulnerable. We need to rally around him and show him our support. Why did we do that on Sunday? We had our girlfriends over. <laughs> and for then, good reason. Yeah. We had our girlfriends over. And then old Fraser is knocking on the door, ringing the bell, and Martin standing a good... Distance away, like he's like, Dad, what are you doing back there? Why are you so worried about? Well, what do you think? When in America, you know how she gets. I wish I had a sharp stick or a heavy net or something. Niles opens the door up in his dressing gown. And he's like, The phrase is like, Niles. And then, oh, uh, oh, yes, Niles, where have you been? You haven't been answering any of my calls. Oh, Fraser, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. You see, no, I want to talk to you right now. Well, see, I can't. I'm. I'm I'm entertaining, so off we go, and then they guy just push. No, we're not leaving without you, so put on your shower shoes and a coat, and let's get out of here. What is wrong with you? 
Niles, I know how difficult the last three weeks have been for you. I'm sorry. You're making a big mistake. This is not the way to handle it. So, you know what's going on? Yes, Niles. Well... How did this whole thing even get started? Well, we had an impromptu coffee at Cafe Nervosa, and that turned into a movie. We slept to dinner, and ever since, well, we've been practically inseparable from these girls' big smiles. And to tell you the the truth and all, I'm kind of happy about it. And how did you even find out about this? Sure. Jeweler called. Your diamond earrings are ready. Well, thank you for the message. Now go away. No, Niles, we are not going anywhere. You may consider this a full-blown intervention. We are not leaving until you've got some self-respect back. And then hear that hear a woman's voice. Yeah, she, just, she comes around in the stairs, kept from the cafe. Obviously. You know, landed in a fit and enthusiasm. She's running in this pajama top and she's like, Niles, you know what we should do tonight? And then she sees Rachel Martin, she's like, oh, hi. And then she's like, build a fire and make s'mores. And it's very funny that Rachel goes, I want to get some graham crackers. And then Kit is like, she comes in and puts them in the nails and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know we had company. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Kit, this is... No, wait. I know you're from a cafe. Cappuccino, light foam. And you too. Coffee, black, nothing fancy. Well, isn't this... Good, okay, this is my father, Martin, and my brother, Fraser. And then Fraser's like, how do you do? And the kid's like, really? Oh, I see it. Cool. <laughs> you know, it was a sort of surprise, I guess. Well, we didn't expect to see two of you together. And Kit's like, oh, I had my eye on him from the minute I saw him. He always so neatly put together. I just couldn't wait to mess him up. Oh, mission accomplished. <laughs> and Fraser's like, so now, you haven't seen Maris since Sunday? That, oh is that who you thought I was here with? That's funny. No wonder you were upset. Who's Maris? My ex-wife. Well, if you want to see her too, that's cool. I told you. No strings. Just fun. And then Mar- Martin is grinning quite broadly at this point. He's like, you always want your kids to have more than you had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't like these two being cast ever. I like watching them as one, but that is a funny joke to kind of to close out. just Martin's face like, you always want your kids to have more than you had. <laughs> so, we open part two of uh, the show Seattle back in Fraser's booth as Fraser is just trying to call Niles. Niles, you pick up. It's Fraser. Or he'll file. Call me later. And he hangs up. He turns up to us. I don't even know why I bother anymore. He doesn't pick up phones. He says he's only waitresses. Give him a break. He's just having fun. That's exactly what I expect to hear from someone who's. But he's willing to spend the night as Bulldog Squeak Toy. That's not funny. It was one night. I would appreciate it if you'd just let it drop. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I was tactless of me. Oh, let me go to you. I got an extra theater ticket. So I'm phased busy. So why don't you join me? <sighs> no thanks. Uh, no thanks. Oh, no. Please, Rod. It's a delightful little show. I'll even throw in dinner. Busy. Really? You got a date? I have plans. Plans. What are you, a cop? I got to count for every waking minute. My private life and my own business. Bulldog. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't stop. I'm weak. I can't stop myself. Yes, you can, Ross. Okay, I don't want to stop myself. He's good. He's really good. I mean, I'm better, but he's trainable. <laughs> That's all good dogs should be. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Ross, it's Bulldog. Doesn't that bother you? You think? <laughs> And come, Bulldog. Hey, Dad. Hey. Oh, hey, Dad. Hey. Oh, Ross, are you going to help me uh, write those promos for my show? It's tonight? okay, Bulldog. He knows. Yes. 
but high marks on that cryptic cover story. <laughs> and Bulldog's like, I've got, I've got to make a call. Station manager's been calling me all day. Oh, I made us a reservation. Thought maybe we could get a little dinner first. You mean yeah. eat together? Yeah, I'll be right back. Oh, oh, that's beautiful, Ross. Oh, God, this ruins everything. What? Well, didn't you hear what he said? He wants to buy me dinner. Do you realize what this means? They finally opened that new Hooters out by the airport? No, he's crossed the line. He actually thinks we're dating. Oh, Frost, didn't your mother warn you that sex could lead to things like dating? Look, that is it. I'm going to put an end to this before it goes too far. And then, can I just talk about this bit here? Where Bulldog gets fired. He says, I have to talk to the station manager. Uh, believe me, wrong. that's still Kenny at this point, right? In season six? Yeah. Yeah, that's Kenny. Yeah, because like, Kenny gets fired with everyone at the end of season five, but then he mentions at the start of season six that he was one of the first to properly get his job back at the station. Mm-hmm. So he just says the station manager, like, he, again, I don't know why they couldn't said oh, Kenny, because we all know at this point what Kenny's the job is. The only thing I can think that might help with continuity is maybe Kenny got his job, a job back at the radio station but did not get the specific station manager's job back at that point, so maybe it was a different station manager. An interim manager, because you know there may have been one or two that we did not actually see on the screen. Yeah, I think so, but like, uh, for, as far as I can remember, whenever we do see him, I think like, he does have some clear job because, you know, Kenny is there like when, during the Doctor Nora episode, basically saying, like, uh, telling her that the station is wanting to pick her up and basically saying to Frazier that, you know, he can't do anything about her despite what she says she says to people. So, you know, it does seem like he has some level of authority, at least so I thought he was still in the station manager because, like, it does, it does feel like they were, like, revolving door station managers. Like, you had Tom, you had Kate, you had Big Willie. Well, you had, you had, you had, uh, uh, the first guy. Oh, yeah, him who, uh, I punched the wall and got into the aye, fight with Bulldog. You had him. Played by John Glover. Yeah. You had him, and then you had Tom. Mm-hmm. And then you had Big Willie. Well, you had Kay, and then I think Big Willie was technically the owner, not the manager. Oh, but... he was the owner. Yeah. Right, right. So he was Don't station big owner. <laughs> but we had, we had, I'm talking about reputable radio show yeah. characters. You had, you had the first guy, and then you had Tom. Uh-huh. And if you're looking at my other disposable vape, that particular one is Apple. It's not as good as the, the minty one. But then I've always been one for it. I would taste like thick fucking cigarettes or it tastes like minty cigarettes. So it's more of a separate cigarette, not, not an alternative like your usual vape kind of thing. So there are no people who, who do the vaping. Yeah, well, these, these are the little throwaway ones that you get from the shop. These are the ones that are six quid for one or ten quid for two. And I thought when I was out the day, I thought, well, I tried a raspberry one. That was fun and different. I I can occasionally attempt to be fun or different. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I know it's it's a very scary prospect for me to be you know fun or different or fun in <laughs> general. I can be different. Oh, you can definitely be different. I can't, always, I can't always be fun. Yeah, I do know a few people. They are I like to call c- serial vapists. <laughs> 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 You fucking vapist, you. Uh, there's no need for that type of vapist. Yeah, you've got a problem. Aye. Uh, anyway, that, that, that was my point, because I just feel like from my time where Kenny comes in and then gets hired back mm. in season six, I just feel like he's just... He's, well, a, he's, a, he's a constant station manager from that point on. Yeah, it's, it's a little weirdness, but it's also one of those things like in Still Game. Mm-hmm. 
constant anomalies that you let slide because it's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I seen one in the still game the other day. In the woman episode. Uh-huh. You know when you know when Jack and Victor and Winston are all going to see... Uh, Big Will... Uh, uh, no. no, sad one. Uh, old Bert. Old Bert, aye. When they're all going to see Old Bert, right? And then they bump into Eric, who says... I'm going to the bookies, Captain Dandy, 10 minutes, Aye. soft grun and all. And then Winston goes, I oh, fuck going to see old Bert, I'm going to go to the bookies, and they go running after the wife of Winston came. Mm-hmm. See when the camera's on Eric, Aye. there's a bookies right behind them. <laughs> Aye, well, if they're so desperate to get there in 10 minutes to put a line on for Captain Dandy, why do they not just go to the one behind them? Well, and like... It looks like the Mickey's way they show the outside of it originally looks like it would have been a fair bit away from theirs. I don't know if they would have made it in 10 minutes. But then he's passing the Naveeds usually. Like there were a bit Naveeds that area. And then in the season 5 from then onwards in the show, they, they moved the Bookies in right next to Naveeds. Ah, oh, he's right there because people are going, wait, there's a Bookies right where? What are you running for? I mentioned before, I've walked past that, but where the shops are, I know where, exactly where it is. Yeah. There's a bit where you go across from Buchanan bus station through this bit of houses and then there you are, there's the show and that be steps. I know that because there's a wrestling school uh, called the Glasgow for Wrestling Asylum in the corner. Nice. And they've done shows there and I've been to a couple of shows at that show and they, did, they do associate with ICW. And like, this is like pre-fan out, so I was there 2018, 2019. That's not bad. And I didn't realise that this was there so I walked through, I walked past the shots and I'm looking around and I see the, the shows and the flats and I'm like, this is fucking still game. I'm in Craig Lang all of a sudden. Like literally, there's all these shots, right? And like now, there's kind of a, a shop right there. It kind of curves all over. And there's mm. a shop. Well, where, where that is now is a new thing. That about the curves, but so literally during the intermission, me, Ross, were popped back in, and another person I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jenna, this girl that we that back in was. We all buggered off and went to that news agents, and then mm. went back up to the, the shop. So you know, I always like watching bits and still game being you know set in Glasgow for the most part. Just watching bits and like I know where that is. That's that bit there. I've been there. I've, I've been there. I threw up there. Hey. I've been there. I've got that painting. <laughs> I've got that painting. <laughs> oh, right. Those who don't know still game are very confused right now. Aye. It's a bit confusing, but then Bulldog comes in and it's saying he was fired because... Yeah, he's, he comes in he's like, I don't believe it. He just fired me. What? Yeah. They said my ratings are low, the shoe's losing its edge, I'm getting soft. Last day's Friday. Oh, Bulldog, I'm so sorry. Are you alright? He's like, no, I'm not. And he slams the kid, or he's like, this stinks. This is total BS. I tried to do that where you just shout something, but you must have been too emotional. He's like, you don't think I'm getting soft, do you? He says, I looked over and then just collapsed his head on, like, Roz's shoulder. <laughs> I just thank God I got a girlfriend like you, Ross. I don't think I could face this alone. And then Ross kind of had this like shocked face and like, they're there. And Fraser had to help her place her hands on and like to try and be sympathetic during this time. Mm. Also, like the, the transition words on the screen are moon around the ring because it has, comes back to, to Daphne and her engagement ring. But it's weird because I think Dan only did. Dan Butler, I said Dan, Dan Maloney because I'm, I'm mixing John Maloney yeah. with Dan Butler. Dan Maloney and John Butler. Really? Well, 
It's not too far up. There is a wrestler in the UK scene called Dan Mahoney. Mm. So, yeah, it's not too far up. And so, he... I'm wondering, because we don't see him for ages, he does come back, but there was a point where he got me like a key customer. I thought it was around this time, but then he buggers off for ages after this. Yeah, and then, and then he, he comes doesn't back. come back until season... Late season seven? Maybe late season seven at most, maybe even season eight. Because uh, I think it's made a big deal when he does show up again. It does, but it's just a shame he never got back to, you know, having his job. Mm. But we get... Well, we like, get to... the, like, before we go into there... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've maybe still looked into it. I don't know if there's a reason, but I'm wondering if there was really... It does kind of ignore the whole Bulldog getting fired again, even though at the very start of the season they all got their... A couple of episodes into this season, they all got their jobs back. Yeah, I think it's got a lot to do with the actual actor himself, Dan yeah. Butler, because he was quite a... He did do a lot of bit parts in popular movies and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen him in... Uh, he was in Enemy of the State with Will Smith and Gene Hackman playing some kind of government-type official... You know, he'd been in Silence of the Lambs as one of the bug guys. <laughs> you know, he'd been in... He's Dan Butler's one of the actors. He's one of the guys that... He's a great actor that everybody always picks for everything because he's so fucking versatile, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just wondering. I, I didn't really look into it as much as I maybe should have, but I'm, I'm just curious as to maybe... Maybe if I can find something between now and when, wherever we do the, little, like the retrospective or the look back at season six, try yeah. to find something, but... I wonder if it was more so like he had something that he was working on or something in his personal life oh, that made him need to go and I think it may there, have like... been I think it very well may have been a lot to do with like he had other work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He wasn't able to dedicate himself full time mm-hmm. to Fraser because he had let's like say Dan Butler gets a lot of acting roles, uh, you know what I mean? He's a very a very favoured actor in certain uh, bit roles, you know, so and he gets a lot of those roles, so I mean, especially around about that time, he was getting a lot of roles left, right, and centre, so he didn't have a lot of time just to dedicate to the one thing. I remember he popped up, I started watching Math in the Middle properly. I remember I used to watch on Sky when it was on, yeah. the to and I started watching it because all the seasons went up and Disney Plus, and he pops up in an episode. He's the, the department store that Malcolm goes to work in with his mum, he reveals the guy who's secretly living in the store, <laughs> and like. Which is quite funny because like Malcolm's trying to keep that fact hidden from his mum because the guy is willing to give him information about one of the female employees that Malcolm's got a, a crush on, mm. and then he ends up fucking up because he goes too specific into the information that he knows and makes her think that he's stalking her <laughs> and basically wants nothing to do with him anymore. It was a funny episode. I see. I only watched that show to try and figure out what wrestling match was in the intro. Uh, Bret Hart, Benoit. I believe it's from WCW Mayhem, maybe nineteen ninety nine. Thank you. Now I don't have to watch it ever again. Yeah. It just shows my weird knowledge of wrestling. That I got that right off the top of my head. I mean, that's one of the only prominent matches I remember them having in WC. They had a couple. I think they had one on Nitro 99, which was called the... Well, effectively known as the Owen Memorial match. Yeah, I know they had an Owen Memorial match. But I think they did make... It was those two in a main event match in Mayhem 99 because they'd done a, a tournament for the World Tale because Vince Russo, when he went to WC, one of the things he wanted is he wanted to build a lot of the main event scene around Brett. Because mm. he felt Brett had been wasted by WCW when he'd first got there. Mm. Which to think he had been, but to be fair, Brett didn't give a fuck either way. Cause... No, because he was Brett. Mm. Anyway, so. He had long since lost his interest. Mm. Uh, so... yeah, yeah, he spends the rest of his life bitching about the fact that he had no interest. <laughs> yeah. You know, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah, we go back to Fraser and Fraser's apartment where Fraser comes and goes, Morning, Dad. Daphne? And she goes, yes, and she's got her bag and some sort of cheese doodle. <laughs> Even says that here in the transcript, cheese doodles, which 
Feels like that random thing from an episode of uh, of Cheers where Sam goes to get something yeah. and then ends up everyone go asking him, can you get me this, can you get me this, can you get us this, these Love things? It. And then Fraser says in the episode, I have a hankering for some cheese doodles. <laughs> <laughs> and then he doesn't like what fri- fri- where Sam goes in the back and goes, Sam, I believe you asked for cheese doodles, not this weird processed cheese food. But yes. no, she says yes and he's like, Daphne, please, Donnie's not here. Will you just take your hand out of the bag? I was just undressing to take my bath when I sat on the edge of the tub and I landed on this. And he brings the, the holds out the ring. And she's like, oh my God, you found my ring. I'd given up. I thought it was someplace I'd never find it. It very nearly was. Come on, let me have it. No, no, no. You gotta rinse off the doodle dust first. Oh, right, yes. And then Mario's like, well, you sure saved Daphne there. Yes, and I also did myself a little favour as well. Can you imagine what conclusions Faye might have jumped to had she found this engagement ring in my room? And then Faye comes <laughs> in from the bedroom and overviews him and she's like, Oh, Fraser, for me, I had no idea. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. No, yes, I do. I do, I do. Oh, calm down, you big dope. I know it's Daphne's ring. Oh, and uh, I can't tell you how flattered I am in those beads of sweat on your forehead. <laughs> oh, uh- Love beads, honey. Or I'll go be take this thing. I don't want it. What if Bonnie sees me with it? Sees me with what? Oh, Daddy, come and take this ring back, please. Oh, Bonnie, come and sit down. Have a little coffee. Donnie comes in. He's like, "Good morning, everybody. Another full house, I see." Yes, and that robe is available for purchase at the gift shop. And Donnie's like, "Hi," and he's like, "Oh, you found your ring. You knew." Well, Daphne, when your fiancé gives you a hug with a chicken on her hand, then bells go off. You know, this is again, so Donnie's not an idiot. Okay. She, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, that's okay, honey. You know, I didn't want to say anything because I knew it would turn up sooner or later. I didn't want to make you feel worse. As long as we're try- or tying out loose ends here, I was just wondering, how, what was your ring doing in the edge of my jacuzzi tub right next to my favorite scented candle, which was burned down to the wick? And then Daphne's like, I'm going to let my attorney handle this one. I love the way Donnie raises it because I'm sorry, Rachel. We had a little champagne, got in the mood, and the mood turned to the nude, and we got into the tub, and you know, which we'll replace the candle. If only you could replace the image. Next time, if you don't mind, will you just turn down the temperature a little? Well, we try, but the knob got stuck, and then Bonnie just immediately goes, Yeah, it does that. You gotta jiggle for the little. Because you kind of look so like what? <laughs> I feel all shock faced, and Martin's like, Don't worry, it's not what you think. We used to give Eddie a bath. And then Fraser's expression, and also how much often how much he usually feels a bit eddy. I think there's a small part of Fraser would have preferred that that Martin and Bonnie were using it for the reasons he initially thought rather yeah. than bathing Eddie and his and his jacuzzi. But then Martin's throwing in comes getting nails and uh, Martin's like, "Oh hi guys," and she's like, "Good morning." Can we, can we can we talk about the look here for nails, the big leather jacket and I love the dressed look. all in black. I love the look. I think that apart from. That look, right, because see, everyone always goes on and on. This this is a rant, but not a bitchy rant. Well, a little, but not negatively bitchy. But you say ev- that now, but... Everyone always batters on about island nails, who uh-huh. looks like an asshole, uh-huh. right? And any other kind of nails they might want to say, oh, it's so cute. It's no. Nails with cat nails. Nails with male nails, because he still had a little fucking class. And nails in the white slacks and white shirt. Because he looked good then. I thought he looked good then. I, 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 yes, I did. 
there are three looks out I've seen people assess with Dylan Niles, this Niles, and then the weird white shirt he was that he was wearing that that episode where he and Daphne get trapped in his house when it's raining. Yeah, I that, like look, that one. I like that yeah. look. You look good, Dan. People get seemingly obsessed with that look as well. Look, that look and the leather look. Island Niles looks like a gimp. Saying, I think it's it go, this stuff with uh, Kit shows that Niles is one of those people who will effectively change literally everything about himself depending on who he's with. He's, he marries Maris, who's upper class and all this money, so he dresses fancy. He gets with Kit, and then he does all these other things like dressing in leather jacket, talking the way that he does. He dresses like he he gets with Daphne and dresses like an uncommon freak. Well, I was gonna say he stops caring, but that's another way of saying it. Yeah, he stops caring about his fucking aesthetic and his manners. He just starts acting like Daphne. Oh, uh, funny thing. no way to take out her manners. Funny thing I've seen about uh, a bit Niles in this episode, like the way he looks in this scene is he looks. Somehow clearly sleep deprived, it said he looks better here. The dude type Pierce looks on a good day during the final season of Frasier. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's because he spent fucking. That's because he spent fucking seven seasons with Daphne. Not seven seasons. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, oh no, he gets her at start of eight officially. Cause seven, that's the six seasons then. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, four. There's eleven season, that's in season eight. There's eleven so, seasons, he gets with her in season seven, eight, nine, ten. Alright, eleven or five seasons. Well that's still fucking five seasons longer than he needs to be with the bitch. Four four ish, I'll I'll guarantee four ish. But I'm, I don't think they were saying Niles looks in the, the best day as in David Hyde Pierce, because by that point David Hyde Pierce's hair is well and truly gone. It's starting to fuck off. Mm. Yeah, it's it, like if you're not gonna leave her, I'll leave her. I was going to say, I think we're in the same time that he got with her. He said, what like, he's like, nah, yeah. fucked off. Like I say, his hair was like, if you're not going to leave that uncommon bitch, I'm going to leave her. But I know he's maybe like sleep deprived because they say they've never been to bed, but look, looking around Nels' eyes, he looks out his fucking night. He looks like he's on something and I see like he's, like he's been taking something. He looks all pale and his yeah. eyes are all funny. That's because we need to make him look all wrong because, you know, he's not with Daphne. Well, no, he's not a Daphne, he's just with somebody who's fucking mental. I liked Kit. Because you're also fucking mental. I thought she was fun. I thought she was cookie. Hmm. No. He's like, she's funky. I thought she was funky. I would have hung out with that chick, man. She was fun. Anyway, like, what are you guys doing all now? Oh, what? Oh, 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 you guys still up? Oh, we guys don't necessarily mean still up. We never went to bed. Like, but we'll get there. Hmm? Like, what did you do all night? And Niles is like, oh, what didn't we do? We started off at a concert, wonderful group called Uncle Dirtnap. <laughs> then we danced the night away at every club in the U District before finding ourselves in an after party at Kid's friend Massimo's place. He's, He's a, a squatter. So technically it wasn't his place, though, uh, was it? Anyway, I wanted to give Kit the keys to my building, and I remember to have a spare set here, so I thought we'd pop by. Oh, well, let me go with it for you. Can I offer you a pastry from Lucy Gavalon? And Faye holds out the wee plate of pastries. Kit's like, oh, no thanks, you know, those things are loaded with pastries, and loaded with bleach from this stuff's poison. She says as she's uh, lighting up a cigarette, which isn't exactly much better, even though there are things out there about bleach flare. Which is also what people say about uh, why... The reason why a lot of people say that wheat bread is better for you than white bread. Do you know, 
I don't I don't usually I don't usually speak positively on things that are good for you. Yeah. But I will shock horror you and everyone by saying I actually agree on that theory because I, I eat white bread. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of you know, brown bread. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say generally when I eat brown bread or a healthy bread as it were, I feel better in the stomach. Yeah. So that one I'll grant them. Mm-hmm. Wheat bread is better. There there's been like evidence out there but chemicals are bleached or whatever and white bread mainly to make it look as white as it what, as it does. What do you prefer? White bread or brown bread? I, mean, I prefer white bread even though I know it's not as good for me. Do do you like fifty fifty bread? Oh I don't mind fifty fifty bread. See that's that's my halfway point, like alright, I'll be less healthy then. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped eating brown bread for a while when I was a kid for the stupidest of reasons. I couldn't, I didn't like toast and brown bread because I never knew when it was done. Oh, that's an easy one to get. You need, to, you see, brown bread's easy to toast because you just have to look at it and make sure it goes gold. I like, I like when I have curry at home. I like wholemeal. Like you can get like wholemeal versions of like wheat versions of like pita bread. Ah, Yunnan's pita bread. They're very good. good. Those are good actually. Yeah. Who knew we'd be having a conversation about wholemeal pita breads. But, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, it, it, like, there are people out there, professionals have said, like, there is a lot of pros for wheat bread over, over white bread. Do you know what my shopping list was today when I pulled my few quid out of the little cups of my coffee table? What was that? Five papers, pot noodle, chocolate and juice. <laughs> that, was, that was my healthy shopping list. I thought you were going to tie it into this and say you were buying whole, you were buying brown bread. No, but I didn't buy full sugar Pepsi, I bought Pepsi Max. Oh, there's that, yeah. So there is that. Mm. And it was a chicken and mushroom pot noodles, so I mean, mushrooms are healthy. I always love when I go to a restaurant <laughs> or go somewhere and I'm like, well, can I have some Coke, please? Or if I say, can I have Pepsi? And going, oh, we don't have that, but we do have basically the opposite one. Like, I, ask you, I ask you, that's okay. Like, even those who claim that there is a difference, I know there is technically a difference in how it's made, but taste wise, I never usually notice mm. as much of a difference. But like, even even if I do care for the difference, as if I'm gonna get, I'm just gonna be outraged by the fact like you only have Pepsi. I'm God. I'm leaving this establishment. <laughs> like like yeah, I always give, I always give them the same look. Like eh, that's fine. I don't, you, I don't give a shit. You haven't experienced a lot of the modern world, have you? But, but I'm just like it was like oh, is Pepsi okay when they don't go? Like I just give them a look at the city. it's juice. Like, just like I don't give a fuck. Give me give me a cola flavored. Give me a cola flavored. Beverage and that cup, I will fucking drink it. It's like whenever I go into like a bank or a shop, whenever I'm getting like an excess amount of change, mm-hmm. and we go, Oh, I've no fivers, do you mind? And I was like, I always go, Oh, nah, it's still change in it, it's still yeah. the money you're supposed to be giving me back. I don't yeah. care, changes, <laughs> no changes better. Yeah, you can you can designate change better than you can a note. Aye, because I, I don't, every time I have notes nowadays. I never get an even amount of change that I can spend elsewhere. It's always odd in odd numbers, which then leads me to a point towards the end of a month where I open my wallet and I have so many, many pennies and two peas. I'm like, what am I ever going to spend these? Only thing I could do is like, here, this thing is 50p, grab a handful of pennies, count that out. But it's always you get to that end of the month thing where you go, it's not enough money to spend on anything, it's not enough money to put in the change things. <laughs> what am I to do with this wallet full of coins? I, always, like, I get to the point, I pick my wallet, I'm like, Fucking hell, that's heavy. It's because I've been weighed down by all these odd number chains. It's, it's deceptive because you feel a heavy wallet and then you look and it's nothing. Aye. And you're like, you deceitful bastard. But give me something I can use. 
Why aren't you pounding coins or 50 peas, you bastard? Yeah. Even 5 peas I would accept. I could do something with that. But yeah, bleached flour, that is apparently very bad for you. <laughs> what a tangent. Well done, us. <laughs> Went from bleached flour to five pences in a deceitful wallet. I, I do want to start eating more brown bread, but... I'm a creature habit. I'm hard to break certain habits. I've got too used to white bread. Uh, I try other wholemeal things like wholemeal pasta. That's quite nice. Never had wholemeal pasta. Yeah. Pasta. I had wholemeal pasta. Mm. Uh, I eat a lot. I eat a lot of. I I eat healthier than my mm. general lifestyle would mm. would suggest. Put it that way. Okay. I eat a lot of whole grains and vegetables. So I've listened to a whole episode. There's a whole episode of Beard podcast from Beard Meat Food. I think it's titled "Why Why Is Beard Not Fat." Given because you see how trim he is, and despite because when he's not contesting, he eats nothing but cheese and healthy and nothing. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a lot about diet and then that, and basically him reading out different diets and basically telling you if they're good and if they're not, and if they're not, then why they're not good for you. Jeez, mm. a smart man is that. Man. He, sp- he dispels also some myths about the whole thing about cutting out carbs and everything, and like the myths about how it does help you, but then also these things that they say about you may not be as true as you mm. as you think they are. Well, I will have you know, when we are finished today's show, I am having a fantastically hearty meal of soup. Good for you. I am going to have some scotch broth. (laughs) Or possibly pea and ham, because I like pea and ham. Mm. Yeah. He also talked about in that episode about, like, you can cut things out, but don't, he recommends don't do them cold turkey. You mean you got some cold turkey? All you can think about is that thing that you cut out. Just true. <clears throat> like I've been, like I still drink a lot of his. You think it's a juice I drink? I've noticed it's a lot of the drink, the juice and the the cider that I drink. Even though I don't drink a cider as often. I only drink a key like when I'm up here or if I'm going out occasionally with friends. Like it's the stuff that I'm drinking more than what I'm eating because like, if I I could eat most of the stuff that I usually eat, but if I did my usual walks like I do with my dog and then drink less of this, I would notice more of a change than. One of, one of these days I will fill up a two litre just bottle of dark fruit cider and I'll get you to slam it all in one gulp. One gulp would be wrong. I could definitely drink a two litre by myself in a single evening. Oh, I, I, I could definitely do that. tip the bottle up and don't stump until it's empty. Then see what happens afterwards. I'd be dead. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'd probably be dead. No, you wouldn't. You'd just be a little ill. But the point is... Like... I, I, like when I was doing my walking in February and like my constant thousand steps at 12,000 a day I, I, I've been trying to reserve even when I'm not doing that is uh, I've tried to like do things where I'm walking and exercising during the day and I pips, I've tried just by one glass I've reduced myself to one glass of juice a day and just like a half yeah. just like a half glass or one of those tiny little tumbler glasses of juice so I'm reducing how much I'm putting into my myself this is this is a very healthy and mildly queer conversation because of its healthiness. But we are healthy people, goddamn. I'm just saying, like there, there are quite a few things in Fraser that they mentioned that are based in fact, and this bleach flower thing is one of them. Yeah. Especially given when you look in more more porn studies and when people look more evidence about what we thought is healthy and what we thought is unhealthy. So we we saw this teeny little point, and we this teeny little point about bleach flower, and we. Did we, did we leave it alone? No, we pulled at the thread and we got a tangent about change, bleached flour, whole green pasta. I'm just saying there's so much uh, like misconceptions about about what's good for you, what's earlier. And it's only when you when you come here years later, from that years after when this episode aired, 
we get more modern strategy really because there's a lot of shit mongering out there but what is you know what's good for you good for you like this will get us back on to our episode do you know what's good for you what's good for you what's good for you it's just what's good for you <laughs> you know what i mean what's see if it feels good to you it's good for you it's good to, good for you you feel good like if you feel good then you'll feel good and you'll be good simple as no, the simple trick about everything is, regardless of your diet, mm. moderation. Yes. Doesn't matter what the fuck a person puts in the system, is the simple key is moderation. Mm. That is a strong belief of mine. Moderation. Because it doesn't matter how fucking healthy something is. If you tan your body fully, that's still a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they talk about that in beards, in beards thing, like the idea of, like, oh, this is healthy, this is only this in my calories, so I can eat as much of it as I want. Like, no. Because if you eat more of the thing that was has fewer calories, it'll, the, the, the fewer calories in each one will add up and you'll be basically be, be consuming the same amount of calories just in this healthier thing. You, you cannot eat your weight in whole grains or fucking vegetables, you fat fuck, because if you do, you will be a fat, healthy bastard. Right, <laughs> <laughs> bring back to the Jimmy Carr truck. You said, have you ever met a fat vegetarian? You look at that, you're thinking, well done you. All that on salads. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with this. Also, on. one last thing on foods that I mentioned. Do you know that? Do you know I found out the reason a few months ago why digestives are called digestives, and it freaked the fuck out of me. Why are they called digestives? Because they were originally developed to help the digestive system. Because they have I cannot remember what it's called, but it's a certain chemical in it which is usually used, which is often found in most laxatives. So it's to help the digestive system initially to help you shit. That's why it's called a digestive. I knew that. I know. But then they said that they could take these plain biscuits that are called ideas. Let's take the more appealing make people forget they're technically shit biscuits. Let's add some chocolate to them. I like digestive biscuits with uh, coffee. I like milk chocolate and plain digestive. I don't like dark chocolate. But my mum loves the dark chocolate digestives. I don't like the. And, I, and I'm usually I a fan those. of dark. I like, I'm usually a fan of dark chocolate, but just not the of the dark chocolate digestives. I, I personally prefer plain digestives. I don't mind a plain digestive, isn't it? I like a plain digestive, but you know what makes a plain digestive even better? What makes a plain digestive even better? If you get two of them, and you put a little butter in the middle, and a little jam in the middle, and then make a digestive biscuit jammy sandwich, and that's good. That's no. very good. See, yes, mum does that. My brother, mum, me, and mum do do that thing. Except we don't do the butter thing. We just do jam between two. That's biscuits. fair, but I mean, if you're going to go full bong and start putting shape in the middle of biscuits, you might as well stick the butter in there too. I almost did that by putting Nutella between the two biscuits. That was that was pretty cool. I mean, fuck it. I'm just going to put a fucking scotch pie between them next time. <laughs> fuck it. I'll have a. Two biscuits and the filling is a pie. No, it's like fucking uh, that bunny sketch, like a burger, but the bug the bun is two digestive biscuits and the burger is a pie. Aye, with cheese on it, that'd be good. Cheesy pie digestives, that'd be good. Do you know who was upset recently? Who? Faye, when she when when they refused her pastry and they said that it was filled with bleach flour, which is poison, which is why they were talking about it. Yeah, as they're as they're writing up a cigarette. Oh, no, see myself, I want to call you my travel agent. You're going on a trip? Yeah, he's taking me to France weekend. You're out of Disney. Massimo said he just had to go. Apparently it's so lame, it's cool. No, as someone who's been to Disneyland in Paris, it's not lame at all. Is it cool and fun? It's cool Did fun. you get to hug Goofy? 
I don't remember. I remember I they have a stone with a sword hanging out of it, so you can pull the like the sword and the stone, which did I you, did. Too. Did you get to kick a giant Mickey character in the butt? I wish I did, but no. Yeah. I kicked the giant mouse in the butt. I had a tyroid tiger. My mum went back with my cousin and my auntie, and I wish I would have I went with them, but I thought, no, it's a bit hard going and know me as in my wee cousin. But now I wish I had gone, because if I did Star Wars stuff, because they owned that, and then there was a big Star Wars play with a bunch of stormtroopers walking by. Yeah. Which was but, fun. But anyway, it's so Kit, cool. Kit walks out and goes to smoke her cigarette, and Faye's getting her jacket on, and she's like, well, I should be getting along, place to go, people to poison. And by last week, I'm going to say, I'll pick you up a lady, and me, you and Eddie in the park about 10.30. Better make it 11. And then we'll leave it at Frazier. isn't this great? Oh, yes. She's so free, spontaneous. She breathes new life into me. And then as Frazier closes the balcony door to get some more privacy, you hear her go, as you go for a second. You may, you may want to return the favour. <laughs> Am I detecting a hint of disapproval? No, Niles. Not at all. Just... Well, all right. Do you think that like, you two are just going a bit quickly? Oh, for the past year, you've told me I had to get over that and find someone else. Now all you do is find fault. Man, you're such a buzzkill. Will you stop talking like that? I'm just a little concerned, Niles. You met this girl last week. She spends every night with you. Now you're giving your keys to your apartment. I think you're just jealous. Jealous? Yes. Here I have attracted this untamed free spirit and you're saddled with an uptight pastry chef whose name you can't even remember. Her name is Faye, and I am not jealous. I'm just a little worried about you, I'm afraid you might get hurt. Oh, here we go. Whatever would I do without my wise older brother to tell me what to do? Well, frankly, you could, could be acting more like a child. I don't think you really... I think you, you think I don't know the real reason you came over here. You wasn't get your key. There's a show of Lolita's kid sister out there. The two of you have absolutely nothing in come. And she goes in, I'm a zero, Disney. Great. You ready to go home? Okay, sure. Bye, Fraser. Bye. I'm so excited for this trip. I'm going to spend all my time in Fantasyland. Then as they head out the door, Fraser's like, oh, Niles. I'm sorry, I take it back. You do have something in common. And I guess the governor was where Fraser's there with Frost and as uh, we see in the background, uh, uh, Kit sitting on Niles' lap as he's reading the paper. And giving him kisses and shit, and Fraser's like, isn't that a darling sight? Time was, a waitress said, can I warm that up for you? She was talking about your coffee. How was your date with Bulldog last night? It was like hideous. Took her to a nice restaurant, Bobby Flowers, and we went back to his place and cuddled. The whole time I was thinking, how have I dumped this loser? Oh, Roz. He's me and me here for coffee. I'm gonna end it once and for all. Fraser's looking back at Kitten. Yeah, well, good luck getting a cup of coffee. You know, it's the funniest thing. He really does look happy, doesn't he? Yeah, so just leave it alone. Maybe you're right. Do you do you realize this is the first time in recent history that all three trade men have been in happy relationships? Maybe I should be celebrating that fact rather than being such a buzzkill. What does that mean? Oh, Ross, plug in. And he gets on the phone and leaves a message. Hi, honey. It's Fraser. Listen, I just read a marvelous review of this charming walk out of Fremont, and I thought to myself, that is a place like Cassandra would just love. And Roz is trying to get attention, like, Fraser. Oh, not now, Roz, please. You just called her Cassandra. Oh, dear God, I'm. My producer Roz just informs me that I just called you Cassandra. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep doing this. I know that you're Faye. Fabulous Faye. Forever Faye. Call me Faye. 
And, and then he hangs up and he looks at Ros and he's like, it is one syllable, what the hell is wrong with me? I, I, I thought of something funny uh, when he says, uh, call me Faye, I think like, that's what she's thinking as well. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then Ros just started laughing. And he's so. like, well, I'm glad to see that you think it's funny. No, no, I don't, I just, I'm having flashbacks in my summer of Ted, Todd and Tad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bill Bill comes Bill, uh, he comes out and he's like, hey, sports fans. Oh, Bulldog, hi. Well, you know what, I may just over here. All right. Hey, gorgeous. Yeah. Look, look, Bulldog, you and I need to talk about what's been going on. I know. Hey, good thing you're like, we're in public. Bulldog, he's like, puts his hand on his heart. He's like, look, I want to tell you what's going on in here, okay? Bulldog, I don't want to know. Roz, i got to be honest with you. This past week has been amazing, but... I met a total babe at unemployment this morning. We're going to Hawaii this afternoon. What? I know, I know. Getting dumped. Ouch. Hurts like hell. No, I don't believe this. I came here to dump you. Hey, whatever you gotta say to get through this, it's okay with me. But... I know, I know. I didn't mean to make you fall in love with me. I didn't. You repulsed me. Hey, love hurts, Roz. And I'm not talking about the time we fell off the kitchen table. Bulldog. You threw the last stuff to you. You You girl, lousy... I'm, I'm glad you got fired, she <laughs> And then, from behind the fever, no news, me like, well, timing is everything. Back off, buzzkill. <laughs> and she fucking off, then Martin comes in. Hey, Fridge. Hi, Dad. Back off, here go, please. You okay? And I just broke off a bye. Oh, gee, I'm so sorry. What happened? Lady humped Eddie. Excuse me? <laughs> you heard me. He was humiliating. But Eddie's a boy dog, and Lady's a... Uh... Well, a lady. Yes, well, that would be the humiliating part, wouldn't it? Uh, right in his own pocket in front of his other, all his other dog friends. Yeah, Bonnie got a big kick out of it, too. Sorry. I told her off, and that was it. I'm sorry, Dad. It's not funny. I know, I know. Was he wearing a hat? Hey, this is normal. He just failed to sleep. I'm like, Dad, I'll come back. I just saw that. Was he wearing a hat? And then Faye comes in. No, Dad, please come back. Then Faye goes, Hi, Martin. Hey, Faye. Hi, honey. I was in the States, so I just thought, you know, see if you were around. Oh, great. Oh, Roz, you remember Faye? You were a guy calling me Cassandra, weren't you? No, no, why would you think such a thing? Well, for one, I just checked my messages. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why this keeps happening. You just know this remarkable resemblance to... I, I know, I know, man. You're Ed. I'll be right back. I have got to stop saying Cassandra. Who then comes in? Ed. Fraser. Cassandra. Hey, so how have you been? Great. Actually, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. We've been sort of... Avoiding each other work, and it just seems so silly. I mean, I really don't have any hard feelings about the way en- way things ended between us. Oh, that's wonderful. Neither do I. You dumped me. You're not allowed to have hard feelings. Anyway, my life is great. I'm back to going with Sloan. You know, you... says it. Better go with Sloan. Yeah, and she's like, you know, you and I should have coffee together sometime. And Faye returns to the bathroom as he goes to get a hug. He's like, well, that'd be nice to go for like a hot yeah, sheet. I'm glad we're putting... I'm just glad we're putting all this awkwardness behind us, to, You know? And then Faye comes in like, Oh, hello. And then Roz gets dips and Faye's like, Well, I'm going back to work. It does Cassandra. Are you going back to the station? And then Cassandra's like, Oh, yes. And Roz is like, Good, I'll walk with you. Oh, my God. Look at the time. We gotta hurry. Bye, Faye. Bye, Frazier. 
Hello. And then and uh, he's like, he's she, he, Fraser's like, bye, love you. And Roz yes, tells him, like, yes, you do. And he's like, who was that? Oh, you know Roz. No, the other one. Oh, she's um promotions director. Oh, she's gorgeous. Don't you think so? I don't know. I've never really looked. Well, don't start looking now. And then have we kissed? And then go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go then I'm gonna go feed the meter. Lucky meter. And then Niles comes over here, Fraser. Like, oh, hi there, Fraser. Oh, hi, Niles. Listen, Niles. I want to apologize for getting upset this morning. I've been giving it some thought, and I think maybe Kit is just what the doctor ordered. I think is she ever? And no strings, just fun, right? That's what she says. Exactly. So you really like her? Yes, I do. You're not just saying that? Absolutely not. You want her? Excuse me? Fraser, she's killing me. I'm not cut out for this lifestyle between seeing myself in the mirror at the club, dancing my modified Charleston, <laughs> and then catching my reflection in the story window this morning as I rollerbladed by wearing spandex. I feel like I've been stuffed by some pathetic middle-aged ghoul. Obviously, I've got to break this off with her. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, Niles. You're going to tell her now? No, I'll arrange to meet her afterwards. I tell you the truth, I think she's losing interest herself. Couldn't help notice a little eye roll when I caught my skates. <laughs> wheeled my skate in the storm gates. And thanks for not saying I told you so. And then he gets up and walks over the character and says, to her, Hey, kid, there's, there's something I want to talk to you about later. Just talk to me now. You know you can tell me anything. I'd rather do it after you share. You have such a serious face. What, are we breaking up or something? Well, it's just... Oh, my, a tree oh my God. You just dumped me right here where I work in front of everyone I wait on? That's okay. We'll call outside. Well, give me an answer. C- c- calm down. What? You're tired of me? Is that what it is? It's all right. You had enough of me? I give you everything and used me. Sex, sex, sex. When you come down to bed every night wanting it, begging for it. I never had to beg. I'm just a hoardy, you and I. No, I, no, don't say that. That's all I am, your whore. Your whore from the cafe. <laughs> and then she looks at and everyone's staring at Niles, and then Niles is to everyone else. It's really more of a compatibility thing. <laughs> I'm recently divorced. I've been a lot of strange freedom. Niles, Niles. It's very Niles, painful. Niles, we're strangers. It's all right, Niles. Let's just... Pick this up, shall uh, we? They're picking up all the glass and everything that's uh, from the tree that uh, Kit dropped when, uh, mm. when she realized Nails were picking up with her and Fagum Duck. And what happened? I'm not really sure, actually. Just give me a minute, will you? And then, because they're going like, Excuse me, is Fraser still there? I just had something I needed to ask. Oh, yeah, he's over there. I didn't get a chance to meet you before. I'm Faye. Oh, how do you do? I'm and then Fraser's all soon. Nels is standing up with the tree and Fraser's quickness to go, No. And you see Nels' face is like, Oh, God, no. Because <laughs> he's trying not to drop this case. All right. Can we just talk a bit, kids? Freak out, just like, Oh, we do a little casual, and then so like, you just dumped me here for all these people that I live. Just your whore from the cafe. <laughs> See, I liked Kit. She was passionate. God damn it! I would have been that passionate if I was one getting dumped. Well, he didn't want to. You dump don't her know there. the kind of strop I would throw. Well, he didn't want a dumper there. He was trying to casually <laughs> get her into agreeing to talk to her after work, where you wouldn't cause the scene. But you don't break up with a person who is like that, like that. I know because I am that kind of person. If I would be, I would be her if I was. And that was, I would be worse. Oh, you don't want to know the kind of worse I'd be. I'd be worse. Yes, but you wouldn't be a whore from the cafe. You don't work in a cafe. Unemployed whore. Oh, no. I just your whore. You're a whore. 
Who's unemployed? The whore from the living room couch. <laughs> Your whore who does a podcast. I'm a podcast whore. Oh, terrible. Some of the lowest types of whores you can be. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very fucking much. <laughs> Thank you so much, you hateful bitch. <laughs> so that's how it is, is it? That's how it is. Oh, fine then. Fucking. He gets up. I am offended. <laughs> oh, I, didn't I am severely offended. I will be writing to my MP. Signed, signed, your whore from the podcast. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that name is as much as it did. This is just silliness now, Scott. Behave. Me? (laughs) I was was saying it jokingly and then you just got all offended as you do. Why are you just going to break up with me just like that? I'm just your whore. (laughs) You're a whore from the cafe. <laughs> For someone who doesn't like people getting offended, you do tend to fly off the handle at the silliest of I do not fly off the fucking handle. Oh. <laughs> God. No, no. But no, I'm not offended. Fuck it. No, I'm perfectly fucking fine. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care one little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up, phone. <laughs> I won't fucking ask you. Uh, uh, oh, shut up. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. Anyway, we are there then, don't know the end of the other bar. I'm sure it's the same bar that Daphne and Nails were riding in that, epi- in that episode. Where, yeah, the uh, one with the two Nails. It's... I think mixed doubles is what it's Yeah, called. that's the one. <laughs> With with Rodney and 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 I can't remember her name. No. Adele. 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 Yeah. Rodney, who would also play a waiter in an episode of Friends. I remember Adele because I remember Fraser's like, well, oh, Rodney, Adele. <laughs> I believe I believe Rodney may be the same <laughs> waiter. We are there when 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 he's staying to the Phoebe. I think you give up the table. Phoebe goes, well, one does have a stick up one's ass, doesn't one? <laughs> And uh, then Fraser's in the, in the least bar, and he's like, he's looking around onto the barman. Uh, he even says here, yes, uh, last scene of mixed doubles doing the transcript. Looking around, Fraser goes, you know, it's a charming little place. I live around the corner, I've never been. Well, what'll it be? Martini, straight up, two hours. Henceforth known as the usual. And Martin, uh, Niles, Niles walks in, he's like, hey. Hey, Niles. I, I called Daphne, she said she'd be here. Oh, uh, yeah? Cozy room. I guess I'll it'll have to do because the old whoremonger won't be going back to La Nervosa anytime soon. Yeah, I'm pretty much excited from losing off along with Faye working there. And, and then Fraser gets his drink and he's like, Thank you, and Niles is like, Well, I plan on getting stinking tonight. I May I see her wine list? <laughs> and then comes Martin. Hey guys. Dad, what are you doing here? Oh, I saw Niles' car outside. I thought I'd stop in for a drink. Can't go to the beginning now with Bonnie working there and that he's taking a break from the park. 
well, come here, come join us here on Elba. And we got Barton there, so where can I get you? Jameson on the rocks. And they also say the wingless. I'll try the white. The <laughs> boy <laughs> there says nothing on that, and Fraser Niles says, "Well, here we are again. Losers in love." Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. I seem incapable of maintaining a relationship with a nice girl like Faye. Things seem to be working out. I seem to find a way to blow it. That seems to be some sort of pattern in my life. Except with Lilith, she was just nuts. And Niles, at least you take your time. I don't date. I leap head first. Thank you, Barton. More often than not, I get my heart broken by Maris. By Daphne, even if she didn't know it. At least Kit only broke my box spring. All I can conclude is there must have some deeper issues with women that manifest themselves in my behavior. And tr the trick is to pinpoint them. Well, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of taking some time off and going into deep analysis. Well, that's not too bad idea now. You know, Stephen Beckham said... Stephen Beckham is the is the absolute pinnacle of psychodynamic research. Perhaps we could see him. If we went into Geller, we could get a rate. Yes, it should take more than a year or so. He's like, I think that's optimistic. And then Martin's like, geez, how do you guys get up in the morning? You want to go into deep analysis? Listen to me. I'm your father. There's nothing wrong with the older you do. You, and then he's like, what the fish? He's like, you dump a woman, but you can't get her off her mind, so you end up getting dumped by the lower one. And you just stayed with the first one anyway. She was hotter. No, she wasn't. He. And two nails, he's like, and you? You're just learning how to date. I mean, you would have been nice if it had happened 25 years ago, but you play with cards you dealt. Me? I like Bonnie. Bonnie's dog hums Eddie. I don't like Bonnie anymore. <laughs> Doesn't mean I have issues with women. It's just life, you know? Good stuff happens, bad stuff happens. That's all. You just gotta look on the bright side. It's like that old song. You gotta accentuate the positive. Yeah, maybe that's right. We do tend to overanalyze things. Then Martin's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's go over here. Let's do a little singing. Oh, Dad. And then he's like, the piano guy, hey, buddy, can you play Accentuate the Positive? Oh, I no, I'm just not, I'm not really the pianist. The real pianist comes on nine. Well, can you fake? You can fake it, can't you? Not really. The only three songs I know are America the Beautiful, Happy Birthday, and Goldfinger. That's all right, buddy. Oh, no, come on. We're going to sing a happy song. Uh, play Goldfinger. You don't know the words to that. Oh, oh. come on. You know, you know when you're kids, I'll cheer you on. Come on. Hey. And he starts playing. He goes, Why are you? <laughs> he goes, Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I guess then I joined in. Goldfinger. He's the man with the mice touch. He's the man with the... And spider's touch, touch. Spider's touch. That's a cold thing. Dad, this is ridiculous. Oh, come on. Sing it. Beckons yeah. <laughs> yeah. you to enter his web. Oh, sit. That's it. And then they all join in going, but don't go, go in. in. And they all start singing <laughs> as, a, as a piece of light. And there's a thanks for calling to Jillian Anderson, Beverly D'Angelo, Ron Howard, William H. Macy, Marlo Thomas, those kinds of people. Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. I don't know who Yo-Yo Ma is, Every really. Every piece of music of some sort. Jillian Anderson, I believe she may have been uh, the first caller to Dr. Uh, Norris. went, you're a whore, Jenny. I'm the flight attendant. You think there's no... I'm not a whore, I'm a flight attendant. What, you think there's, there's no, no way over? over? Huh. And who exactly are you helping when you called, you called that confused bisexual an equal I'm, opportunity slut? slut. Talk to her nowhere always fun. She was a bitch, but she was fun. Oh, yeah. But that is it. That is season six over with. You know, I really must say I enjoyed reviewing those episodes. I really did. 
Merely because of the weird <coughs> transitions we went into. Weird transitions and the giggle fit that you had. It was well, all well, fun. I, I was not expecting that reaction. I made a joke and then you went, Oh, thank you very much. Oh, how very dare you. <laughs> the, so the Grinch, the insolence, the audacity, the unmitigated call. <laughs> but, well, I don't... I'm wondering, we used to talk about finales and how they line up as finales and against other Frasier finales. Is that a discussion that should be saved for this episode or for the, the later episodes? I believe it could be a two-part thing. I believe we could definitely have a little bit of discuss here on the end of the season and how we feel it is. Uh-huh. But we're definitely going to have to do a little bit of discussion to lead in season seven as well. So I think we could do a little bit of both here. Okay, we'll talk about just the episodes themselves in yeah. terms of how you feel, what you think of them, and then in terms of the idea of like this being where this particular season just ends. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you got to first off, right? If you're just talking on these two episodes in particular, yeah. you got to speak initially on like obviously the character development and Niall's side of it. Yeah. You know, because he's in season six, especially in these final two episodes, you're starting to see elements in Niall's character that are not your usual what you're expecting of Niall's is not your usual button down. Yeah. OCD like obsessive what you see you see a little tweak on his character which is interesting for him yeah. you know it's very interesting and you see him you know basically love a wet, better word I mean yeah he liked Kit and all but I think it's much like Fraser said throughout it you know he was just looking for someone he's looking for some kind of comfort yeah. and Kit was interested in him yeah. and he does tend to you know go by what his women seem to like. Kit was a yeah. free spirit, so Niles tried to be a free spirit. Didn't quite work out for him too well. You know, Fraser, obviously, like, yes, his dad might have been the one that mentioned yeah. Cassandra. But, you know, if that kind of crap wasn't already in his head... I mean, yeah, because, like, was there the coin flip a few episodes ago... And initially he said, Cassandra, when Nail said, admit that you want me to say one name more, and whatever reason, Fraser said Cassandra off the top of his head. And so that was clearly somewhere in the back. The only reason he stayed with her is pettiness and then went back into his own pettiness when he used that pettiness to you know, get his own way. Yeah. So, so clearly there was part of him that still wanted him and then realised that after his dad said the name out loud and everything, and I really think, in terms of Nails, you could, and basically the relationship with how he feels about Daphne, Yeah, you could really count the, the first part visions of Daphne, you really could count that in this finale, so you could technically, the last three episodes in their own way are a yeah, three-part finale. Yeah, it is technically a three-part finale, because like with the, the third to last episode is kind of like the slow build towards yeah. what, it really, I mean, if you think about it, everything from visions of Daphne, yeah. right up until back talk, is a mini season, all a mini story arc, all within itself. Say that, but like, because like, obviously he was sad when he finally got divorced, but then seeing Daphne with with Donnie, the guy who helped him get divorced, and then but clearly up until this Daphne, he he was under the assumption that the relationship would eventually fizzle itself out, and then he would be able to make his move, and then was confronted with the, the idea of Daphne spending her life with someone else, and then that was also hard enough for him that she said yes, but then obviously coming by the next day feeling sad for himself. And then seeing not only his father and brother there, but now they're trying to set up his father's dog is more of a chance of a relationship than him. Yeah. That sets a mess by that's, that's gonna that's gonna do your psyche no favours. No, 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 not at all. And it's gonna that's him into a spiral, which sent him into stuff with Kit until he eventually snaps out of it and like 
did his best, but then it blew up in his... Yeah. And, and clearly, given the fact that they will frequent Catherine of Wilson more times in the season, clearly, Kit, even though I'm sure she was injured by the way, is it not meant to be a long-term thing, because I think her character arc really just sums itself up in these two episodes as somebody who was not a good influence by Niles, at least, or would make you think it that, that, that thought. Well, I was, like, the story I get from Kit is it's not like Kit herself is... By any means a bad person. I think Kit incredibly sweet and cookie. But she's just not the right kind of individual for Niles. Yeah, she was a lifestyle that Niles <coughs> may have tried to convince herself that he can also take part in if he wants to be with her, but then quickly realises, as he says, it will kill him in the long term because yeah. he can't keep up. And also we we hark back to previous stories where Niles and Fraser are always trying to be one of the cool kids and technically Kit is Kit is what you would class as a cool kid. She goes to squats and goes to weird bands and well, well, they had him wearing a leather jacket. You know, that's that's a trope from the time. Like I'm, when you see someone who's cool, they always have a leather jacket. I've got to say, well, I really, really, really liked Kit's jacket. <laughs> I wanted Kit's jacket. Well, I'm saying that my point was clearly she didn't last long. Catherine of was saying storyline, you know, or being wrestlers and kayfabe. She didn't last long in Instagram was because otherwise... No, because Niles broke her heart and she had to leave and go to a different job. She had to go work with Steve. Yes. No. Damn. Every time I open my heart. Yeah. Which but, is why Steve was so hostile to them when they came to that cafe because Kit had told them about them. I think the idea <laughs> that they take comfort, they're always there to come for each other, so while things may have been so going so well, they felt they were going so well and then they all end up alone, but... They technically got each other. So I think it's the idea of, like, at the end of every season, the Fraser crew have always got each other. Yeah, the, the, the boys have always got their dad, and the dad has always got his boys. Yeah. Even though, like I said, I've always maintained that Faye is someone who Fraser probably should have ended up with. And, Fucking should have. And the way they the way they had this end just so early, and Faye was only around for three episodes, really sucks. And Martin, I think it's just made to see how set in his ways he is, because even though I don't think... Uh, the people that he, Martin could have ended up in the end, I don't think that uh, Bonnie was the one for him. He I, should have ended up with Cam Winston's mother. I, I still think that, regardless of what I think of Bonnie, I still think the 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 reasons he gives for breaking up with her are incredibly childish. I think it's simply just played off for a laugh, like, oh, I can't be with her anymore. Like, why? Her dog humped my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she's meant to be a lady, <laughs> and he's a boy dog. Because, you know, Martin's old-fashioned. You know, Also, you get to see some of his old-fashionedness kind of calling back to the early seasons in this in this episode, or this kind of two-par, because also he's awkward about having his lady friend over at the same time that Donnie's over with Daphne and Faye's over with Fraser because, you know, as he said before, sex is a private thing between you and the person you're doing it to. <laughs> so that's called back here. I think it's fair to probably just rate this whole thing as a one. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. And I, I give a solid thumbs up. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, when I would think of this finale, I think of two things. The Lyle's leather jacket and the, <laughs> your whore from the cafe. That's well, that old, Just that your old, whore on her, your well, whore from the cafe. Well, Lyle stands out because it's mainly his story throughout the whole thing with Niles and Martin. They're mm-hmm. having their own thing and Daphne taking the same with the Plus, ring. We have, we have, we have the, one of the significant secondary stories between Roz and Bulldog. Oh yeah, that as well. We have Bulldog kind of been written out this show basically for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But like, everybody, you know, Mark, everyone gets their own side story of Martin, Niles, now Martin, Fraser, Daphne and Roz all get their three side stories but Niles is the centre focus and the three things I remember the episode involve him, like I said, the horror from the cafe, 
pulls out a jacket and he's wee <gasps> and he's basically freaking out <laughs> during breakfast like I need to get out of here. Really because I, I have been that I have been nailed. I've not freaked out that way, but I have just I've been in settings remembering all these couples and I'm by myself. I'm with friends who I'm to be with their significant others. In some cases I'm friends with also with their significant others, so it's not a bad thing that I'm there, but you and just, secretly you're standing there seething you, going, you're a friend with my friend and you can't set me up with one of your friends, for God damn it. Well, no, it's just the idea of, like, you're, you're happy, you're mum's friends and everything, but then there's always, if you're not in a relationship, there's a bit that you recommend, like, why am I not like this? You know? And it's a, it's a horrible feeling to have because it takes away from the good time you're having you, with your friends and their significant others. Do you, know how you, do you know how you don't feel like that? Do you, tell. You look. Oh, yeah, because that never occurred to me. Yeah, just look. It'll come eventually. Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying sometimes, for whatever reason, you're not with somebody. Remember, people who do have people, and you know, it takes away from what huh. should be a good. It takes away from what should be a good evening now. Yeah. When when you because you're thinking about all the things that you yeah, shouldn't be thinking about. It, it sucks when when everyone is with theirs and you're not with no ones, and it sucks. I know. Yeah. Have you considered a Thai bride? No, <laughs> no, I have not. You know, just make just make sure it is a bride. You know, don't 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 get yourself a ting tong. I don't want to, I don't want to end up like Eddie. Basically, you say I don't want to be the one. You know, let's not talk about this. Anymore. Yes, you you don't want to be with a with a with a lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, I think that's the cue. Wrap things up. I think. <laughs> We'll do more of a succinct analysis of the whole season. Yeah, and everything. I think so. I think it'll go a lot better. It'll be a good lead in to our season seven beginning, I think. I think. I mean, I like the first episode of season seven. It's a very when, emotional. Which episode. one is that? I believe it's when Frazier is dating the woman who looks like their, their mother. Or like oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good episode. Yes. Yeah. With, a good uh, episode. Oh, what's the name of the actress? He's married to Tom Hanks in real life. Who plays this woman that Frazier's dating. I know who you're talking about. I cannot remember. I know who you're not, talking about. I'm not filling dead air while I frantically search. I do know. I do know if you're talking about women who have dated people in the program. I feel, you know one of those things, I feel like an oak as a person looks so much like, like you look like you are that person. Have you seen The Green Mile? Uh, Rita Wilson, that's what she's called. Rita Wilson. I, I mainly know her because she was also the mother in the film Jingle All the Way that stars Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I haven't seen that, I it's have it, I, don't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's got him, it's got Sinbad in it, it's got uh, Phil Hartman, the late Phil Hartman. Yeah. And Jake Lloyd, the boy who a couple years later would get bullied out of acting because people didn't like him as young Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. Legit, he got bullied out of acting because people were mean to him. That's kind of good. Then, he, then I think he went in jail for something. I don't think he maybe was. I don't know why it was. I know he spent some time in jail. He hasn't been doing too well though. I think he's he was fine, and then he did something. They went to jail. And now he's out now. I think. So I hope he's doing better now. I hope so. I hope so. And that, uh, well, there's a couple of names in there that. So he got bullied at acting in Hayden Christensen. Hmm. He didn't have to because nobody cared after he done Star Wars. Well, then he went away. Then he came back briefly, and then people were like, "Ah, oh, we didn't mind you this time." Right. Mainly because the, the, the Star Wars he came back for was better written than the one he was in before. Well, I've got a film... Well, Andy, like, Andy's, Andy's older. He? I've got a film that he was in that I quite like. I don't know if a lot of people like it, but it's called Awake. 
I've I've heard of it. I think it came up while you were watching. I've heard of it. It's an interesting. Yeah, it's a good idea. movie. Good movie. He's also in the film Jumper with Samuel Jackson, which is not a bad film. I don't think. It's a unique concept. He's he's only he's called a jump. Oh, yeah, he's, he's only the things that you can teleport between places, and uh, Samuel Jackson doesn't like people like that, so he tries to kill him. Yeah, I, I watched that once. Hmm. It was alright. It's all right. better. I mean, it's not the worst thing. Nah, it's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> hey, why are we why are we talking? Hey. Because I talked about Star Wars. But yes, I like that episode of Frasier with Mia in it. But yes, I like that episode with Mia in it because I think it's very emotional, especially when Martin sees her for the first time. It's mm. very emotional. Very much. But uh, maybe that'll be, that may be one of the few positives we have in season seven because I don't remember overall as much as you might do because I know you have a little bit of a dread, is dread the right word? Yes. Going into this? Dread because I know what's going to happen. Yeah, so but I will I will, I will be I will be completely neutral and normal about this season. I tried to say normal. the word I tried to say the word positive, but almost choked on it. He will be normal. I will be neutral. Neutral. Yes, I will be neutral. Yes, I will be neutral about her horrible deceit of Donnie and. Her complete ruining of Niles' character and... Paul, say hello to Mr. Chimp. Say hello! <laughs> hello, Mr. Chimp. Chimp. Yeah, but until then, we've got a big... You, you did this on my wedding day? Well, uh... No, it's the day after. This <laughs> is <laughs> uh, So... But until then, Paul, we're going to come back in a couple of weeks, but until then, we've got a big retrospective starting next week. I we think I, I think we'll do part one next week, but I don't think we do part two until sometime in the new year because the person we're doing it on and the subject matter we may have to talk about we do with them going into December is not very festive. I want to keep, I want to try and find some upbeat topics going no, into December. And going into January, it might get worse for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Do we see it now? No, we really? leave it as a surprise. I tell you what, I I would do since we got to the end of season six, and we're celebrating the end of a good season. I think we should finish the show by playing Goldfinger. I think so. It'd I be, think it would make, be a good one. It would make a change from the usual one when I do a feature, which is usually just play the closing credit theme song. I think we should play Goldfinger. I should mention something I can talk about. Okay, because I think Paul's on board is. I think in December I wanted to do a special Eclectic Escuries. I wanted to find a Christmassy themed one. It may be good, may not be. But in 2004 there was a TV movie, a Christmas Carol musical, with Kelsey Grammer in the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. Which seems like a match made in heaven, but who knows, I've never heard of this film until now. It's available on Amazon Prime now, if you want to go watch it. But, you know, something Christmassy related, you know, it's a musical, Kelsey Grammer, not a bad voice on him, and... Not he has a fantabulous voice. I'm just saying, like, so it could be good. Could He's been in a couple other Christmas films. I had a, look, a vague look at them. They're more recent. They look fucking awful. Hey, you were really good. No. Is one of them that Hallmark movie? I don't know what that Hallmark movie is. No, these are Netflix movies I'm talking about. Oh. Those look worse. Yeah. And one of the, one, one of the ones I've seen has also, also has John Cleese, who also made some bad decisions acting-wise in recent years. Yeah, he did. He's one of those people who just he just 
appears in any old shape now. You know why he does that, though? Because nowadays he doesn't care. Well, no. He is, has he, he has, is so rich that he doesn't have to care now. Has he ever really cared, though? I don't think he, he, he strikes me like Bill who's never really cared. He cares? Well, not that he cares. I mean, he doesn't care about what other people think. Cause, I mean, being, being part of the Pythons and everything. And yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about what people think. No. I mean, you're you're not a person if you yeah. actually give two fucks about what people think. Mm. You know, within reason, yeah. yes. But see, when people have thoughts upon your career or your opinion... Uh-huh. Fuck you. <laughs> you mind your business, I'll mind my business. If you don't like my business, then stick to your fucking own. Mm-hmm. That's the way to deal with people. That's why I'm such a people person. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I am. I'm a lovely person. Just sweeping my thoughts on that. Right under don't, the rug. don't you think I'm a lovely individual? Very caring and very people positive. So that athletic escapade is going to be coming in some point in December time. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> Even though we promised that we'd try and do some people other than Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce, but we're going to have to put that on hold because it's a Christmas one. I don't know. Yeah. And well, we, can, well, we can't do the one I want to for Christmas. What, what? Oh, yeah, that perfect toast. Is that the one you're talking oh, about? No, I, I was going to say the Silence of the Lambs because Dan Butler's in that. Well, the only other Christmas option, if you don't want Kelsey Grammer, is Jane Leeds is in the remake of Miracle on 34th Street, but... I don't think that even warrants it because I don't think she's in it enough to warrant that as an eclectic escapade. And I've never seen it and never really have wanted to see it. Richard Attenborough is in it. He, he plays yeah. the main guy in it. He's, I like him. I like him. He plays Santa. Yes. And Matilda's in it too. Yes, she is. I, do I don't like, know I do, what I do, the actress's name is, so she's just Matilda. I do, I do like the bit where he's dressing down this guy who they've got to play Santa at parade. Like, look at this. Your fake belly had this horrible excuse for a bed. The guy tries to get a cop. Ex- excellent idea, officer. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, as if I've seen the trailer for it, yeah. but I've never actually seen it. Hmm. Yes. I've never seen it. I feel it's one of those Christmas movies I should see before yeah. I'm too old to care. I'd say before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I was adamant I didn't like it. Then I watched it. Five or so years back, and now we're really enjoying. It. I make a habit like my mom, my dad doesn't like it, so there so often at Christmas Day, my mom free of time, like, oh, would you care to watch Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? It's a nice one to watch in the Christmas period. Anything Christmassy is nice to watch in the Christmas period. Of Just course, like Die Hard. Die Hard is an excellent Christmas film. It bloody is. Mm-hmm. We agree, then. Yes. Good. You know what else is a good Christmas film? What is Home good... Alone. Yes. That's a Christmas film. I know. No, else is a good Christmas film. What? Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know. We That's reviewed we reviewed that in the past. That's the best Christmas film. So I was looking for Christmas films to review. I think oh, we could do a Christmas. Film. And I thought, ah, we'll tie two. We'll do we'll do we'll call two birds one. And I said, it's gonna be and a Christmas movie. That's why I suggest the Gilsey Grammar one. Ha 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 Ah, fun, fun. That's fun. As Fraser was saying, the idea of doing the Elias B with Fraser and a Christmas Carol fills Paul to the brim with girlish B. It really does. Fill the. You announced to a half a million people that you're grim. Fill to the brim with girlish B. Yes, I am. Look. Don't I have Lee? 
So that Muppets Christmas car review <laughs> did a couple of years ago. You can find the back catalogue of Scott and Paul Graham Podcast and all good Android podcasts and sites. It'd be Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Our back catalogue is filled with so much glee. Yes. So much. So much glee. And sometimes vim. <laughs> Reverent insanity. You also find Rogue Pines, which we've been on since uh, the midpoint of this year, sometime in the summer. Yeah. We're, we do our retro show on that. Yeah, you can find that on all good Android podcasts and sites as well. And we, me and the Paul last one do. we did on that was the best one because I actually enjoyed the fucking show that time. Yes, and I don't know if I'll be out this time because I don't know. Scheduling is weird sometimes with podcasting, but it might be out. But if it's not out, then I'll be out very, very soon as me and Paul will be reviewing Fully Loaded 2000, which is the next pay-per-view on the timeline of the Retro Smackdown review. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a solid pay-per-view. We had a solid go-home episode, as Paul mentioned. So hopefully that will tie in and there will be much enjoyment and much rejoice. And in uh, and all of our reviews of the classic Smackdowns and such, you will get to hear my fawning and adulation of Lethal Weapon, that is Steve Blankman, because I always thought he was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he fucking was. Fuck yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I, I emphasise that. Fuck yeah, man. Steve Blackman, man. So if you're in your wrestling, which has been most of the first half hour talking about, you can I'll, check those out. I'll, I'll do my Vince Russo impression. Fuck yeah, bro. Steve Blackman, bro. He was the best, bro. That's plenty. I'm Vince Russo, bro. Stop talking. <laughs> uh, That's the response to Vince Russo in reality, too. Just stop talking, cunt. I'm trying to end the goddamn show. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm going to punch you, bro. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at SBRambling at Rogue underscore Opinions and you can get me at ScottMcFanny1996 like the Facebook page Facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast. First part of our retrospective is coming out uh, in our next episode. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. Yeah, huh. Yeah, huh. Yeah, huh. <laughs> Until then, good day. <laughs> good day and good mental health. <laughs>